Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. This is the world of Atlaran. Beyond the Forgotten Realms, and perhaps not far from Exandria, Atlaran and her two-moon sky have seen leviathans, dissolutions, divine gates, and calamities. And that's only the last 5,000 years. These have all played parts in the world's fate, but it's the people that truly shape the future. And, every so often, little windows of time, short glimpses into exceptional people's lives, are plucked from the midst of the chaotic centuries, and we call them stories. They're not always epics of heroism and bravery, quite the contrary. Every hero was once a bumbling fool, or a selfish mercenary looking to make a platinum, or, in most cases, both. But on a far smaller scale, perhaps it is time we look at the 300 years since our last story. Much of the world of Atlaren has entered an industrial age of machines, magics, gunpowder, and most volatile of all, the printing press. Factions and nations fight for political supremacy as much with blade and bow as paper and ink. But the machinations of nobles don't mean much to our crew. In this particular window in time, it is the year 501, and despite the advancements of the world, the Antarctic continent of Frosthold is still a little behind. A trio of wanderers have unknowingly taken up a mercenary contract together, intertwining their separate threads. Each seek a form of salvation in their own way. One must undo a mistake, one must find their strength, and one must find their true place. Scrappy misfits all. This is their story, pitted against a world of danger and rushing further into the unknown every waking moment. I need no weapon, for I am the weapon. I need no armor, for my family is my armor. When I fall, I rise to guard eternal. This was the Nothar Creed that Fustrak Broadhorn was raised by. A Minotaur barbarian with a love of battle and honor, the son of Chief Tejar is fierce detective of those he cares about. Fustrak is traveling the world to learn new fighting styles and techniques, and hoping to bring them back home to Garrett Eldathas. While not exactly smart, Fustrak makes up for it in brute strength and tenacity on the battlefield. The maul on his back comes in handy, but Fustrak prefers unarmed combat to even the playing field. Despite his gruff exterior, Fustrak can be quite patient, kind, and gentle, but guards the secrets of his past tightly though it may soon catch up with him. If you're ever in search of polite company and good conversation, perhaps Magda Renly won't be your first choice. If you have a problem that needs taken care of by whatever means necessary, however, you won't find a better mercenary for the job. Hailing from the Bjorning woods of Amnoblin, Magda has traveled the world under the employment of the Atlan Mercenary Company. She's a human blood hunter who acquires her abilities from special concoctions taught to her by the Guild of the Gate. While she has served the AMC for many years, anyone who comes across her may get the distinct impression she has no interest in niceties and kissing ass to rise through the ranks. Even so, Magda knows that in order to achieve her goals, she needs the AMC and the Guild. If she'll ever be able to stop looking over her shoulder and finally start looking forward, she needs to play the game. But she'll be damned if she lets herself trust anyone again. Oh, hey there, guy. My name is Noah Nicholas Nesbitt Barago, which you know is probably too many names, but Ma and Dad couldn't pick one they liked best, and even after all that effort to choose one, they like, you know, they ended up calling me Nick, wouldn't you know? 
Even my babysitters growing up, old Alma and Candy, called me all sorts of things because Christ, they had a lot to choose from, didn't they? Half the time I don't even know who anyone is talking to, but I answer anyway because I just like to be helpful. Okay, uh, where was I? Oh yeah, you can just call me Noah. I grew up in a sweet little suburb of Port Midcord called Reese's Ridge, and I tell you what, I wouldn't have it any other way. My parents have a successful little potion shop that I helped out with as a kid. My dad was doing crazy experiments with the potions while Ma was tinkering away on whatever she could find. You know, I remember some of the other kids while I was growing up, they would come to our neighborhood barbecues and bring their toys over to show off. Why, this one time I accidentally melted poor Patty's new doll, and boy did I feel silly. After that, you can sure bet I got a good lesson in potion safety. Well, once I got older, I traveled around with the Phelan caravan since, you know, they were good friends of the folks, and I learned a lot more on my travels. Now, after traveling so much, I've helped the folks expand the business and, you know, created a few more things that we can stock in our stores. I came to Frosthold in search of some rare ingredients and some make some new, you know, potion things with. And I'll be darned all the heck if I'm not going to come up with something cool to show my dad next time I come home. Vagrant, entertainer, gun for hire, Christmas fortune mayor has been known as many things and gone by various names. Whatever suits him best at the time. To get to the next day, to the next job, to the next handful of coin. Christmas does not go out of his way to show cruelty nor kindness and grants neither favor nor misfortune. He acts solely for his own interests and only helps or harms others to further those interests. Though born far in the north under more privileged circumstances, an encounter with the chaotic magic of the Feywild set Christmas Path in a drastically different direction, a direction that changed him, both inward and outwardly. But with change comes freedom, and with freedom comes danger. Survival from one day to the next is both exhilarating and grueling, but Christmas has mastered surviving. Whether by the stage or a passing stranger's pocket, making it to the next day is his speciality. Alright, we're live, fuckers. Oh no! Okay. Oh my, oh my god. god. Hello, everybody. And by live, I mean this is pre-recorded. Oh my god. <laughs> now you're the one interrupting my intro. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Alarm Adventuring Company. I'm your Dungeon Master, Taylor Wallace, and joining me I have Astrid Knight. Hello. I'm Blake Wolf. Bunnies are just horny gophers. I have sat Gale. <laughs> I don't know what to follow that up with. <laughs> and I have Zach Coop. I'm here too. I have too. a sticky note. Alright. <laughs> that was a train wreck. Uh, in, in what ways? I don't know. A train fun master. train wreck. Yeah. A fun wreck. Yeah. <sighs> let's get into this recap because it's fairly short compared to my usual. Okay. So, let's go. Last time, game 17, Into the Green North. Uh, Christmas... After uh, taking a room at Sundrake's with Sala, I uh, had a dream where uh, Ross Greer popped back up and reintroduced you to your former patron, Baronestra, the Princess of the Seely Court. Uh, she was a friend, in so many words, 
uh, and originally brought you to the Feywild, apparently. Uh, she offered to continue being your supporter and patron despite being jealous of Sala. Mm. Uh, Magda woke up at Gwen's house uh, and subsequently told her, I'm not looking for a relationship. Yeah. Which Gwen <laughs> was pretty... Didn't really give you a reaction. She took time to think about it. Gwen did the Polly thing where she was like, I'm just happy to have you in my life and whenever you feel comfortable with anything being more, I'm here for you. Yeah. Kinda yeah. <laughs> Kinda yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit about later conversations, but we'll yeah. see what happens. Um... At Gungnir Tower, uh, Kit showed up accompanied by Nyx and Vesper, the Lycari of Winter and Darkness, which is a good pair. Uh, showed up to question you guys on what Noah had sent to Kit about asking about the Awaz tree and what would happen if it died. Uh, Vesper gave you some insight on another anchor tree, uh, the... I realized the sun tree is a critical role thing, but it literally is the sun tree uh, in Garrel Shell uh, that had previously been destroyed in past centuries, uh, but is now being regrown. Apparently it caused some weird issues with light and dark and magic went haywire in the local area. But Vesper thinks that the loss of the tree of death would be much more dangerous. Especially, never mind. Uh, Fustrak, uh, I did want to note this. Fustrak offered an apple to Vesper as a little, a little friendly gesture, and she appreciated it. Uh, Nyx stuck around to help you guys get to wherever you needed to go, so you had a one-time lift to wherever you wanted to disappear to. Um, you guys took a moment to identify the Lineside Outfitter business card. Uh, and then Christmas dispelled it because it could send a message to Walter. Um, okay. um, <laughs> you found the Miss Piggy gift? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I found them in my, saved in my phone. Um, I remember I saved them thinking, I need to hold on to these because one day they will be relevant again. Today was the um, day. I'm, I'm the hottest Shakira, you guys. You really are. <laughs> uh, after a long discussion and theorizing what Walter is up to and whether Hector was safe, uh, Magda messaged Joan to see if she could run Identify on Hector and the Walter aboard the Fifth Horseman to see if they were under any effects. Uh, partly because you had a growing theory that maybe Walter is connected to you in a way another one, rather. Um, nothing was up with Hector, according to Joan, but the Walter aboard the Fifth Horseman caught her casting Identify and countered it. So that led you all to be like, we should probably go get Hector. Uh, so you've decided to head off to Locks Landing, where Chris and Chips will meet you on tour in 13th. Uh, after the fifth horseman lands and you get a hold of Hector. Uh, you left a few messages with Alistair to send off. Uh, the one that Magda was going to send was uh, called off, so that never got sent to Hector. Uh, 
Foonstruck alerted Razvin and uh, Rayaru as to what he was up to and told Wayafin that he was going home. No way that'll uh, bite me in the no, ass. No, of course no not. Way I mean, eventually, eventually you'll get there. Uh, but yeah, uh, Nyx took you guys to the shores of Lachman, uh, Lock's Landing, not Lachmanos, uh, via ice tunnel in the water. And you <laughs> wound up at the Miolandruna Mead Hall, where you entered a period of downtime for 10 days. During the downtime, which we have discussed at length, uh, I'll just run through some of these that are not... Anyway, I'll just run through some of these. Magda and Gwen got separate rooms. Everybody would <gasps> notice that. Uh, Magda spent some time at Broca Pit uh, sparring with some of you, uh, including learning about Gwen's weapons, uh, because the Kusarigama comes from similar culture to the Naginata and the Odachi. Uh, Christmas spent a lot of his time performing at Mjolandruna in return for his room. Uh, did a little bit of exploring, uh, spent some time with Gwyn, and uh, got to know Larkin a little bit better, I believe. Uh, Foodstruck spent quite a bit of time at Broca Pit. Uh, you did go to the opera on the eighth day. Uh, visited some temples in the Wrought Iron Bastion. Uh, did some volunteering and helping out because you go boy. And uh, learned a little bit more about the goddesses that you are most closely aligned with. Noah brewed a lot of potions, made yep. some money, uh, did some looking at uh, some stuff for Christmas, uh, including that potion of etherealness that Sala gave you. Uh, Lorcan, you guys would know, spent a lot of time at the archives and at Wrought Iron Bastion. Spent a little time at Broca Pit, uh, practicing with his sword, uh, and I believe, I believe it's just Jasper and Magda who know that he has started talking to a person <clears throat> named Kel Farrow, who is helping him rediscover how to use magic in a new way, uh, which is giving rise to Lorcan's uh, catching up with you guys in level and becoming an Eldritch Knight. Oh, fuck yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, no longer a warlock. Uh, Jasper uh, spent quite a bit of time exploring, being glad that he's finally in a place where people won't try to hurt him on sight. Uh, spent a lot of time with Gwyn, uh, because the two of them just feel like they mesh so well. Um, also went to Broca Pit, also went to the opera. Uh, I believe Lorcan went as well. Uh, and then Gwyn, who is the most at home in uh, Amnoblin, you guys would know that she visited the bathhouse pretty much every other day. Because, you know, when you're away from your homeland where bathhouses are a regular thing for years, you get as much of the bathhouse as you can. Uh, she got to know some of you guys a little bit better. Um, did a lot of sparring, also went to the opera. Uh, talked a bit with Lorcan about the idea of other access routes to magic, especially the runic stuff, which was inspired by Fustrak's own search. Um, and I should say that Gwen spent mostly in the evening. She just kind of looked after you guys. She did a lot of like getting food for you guys, checking in, making sure everybody was, you know, doing the things they needed to do, checking if you needed any help. 
Um, and that, other than the things that you all had personal projects around, uh, was pretty much the 10 days. So before we jump into Turin 13th, the day that the Fifth Horseman is set to arrive, uh, is there any last minute things that people need to do in game on Turin the 12th? Yes, Noah. Okay, I will go first. Um, so I needed to, uh, do I need to roll anything for Christmas's potion? Uh, for the potion of etherealness? Yeah. What are you trying to do with it? I don't know what he wants me to do with it. <laughs> do you want me to just recreate it or? Um, the idea was basically just, this is an incredibly powerful potion. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be able to recreate it, you're going to need to look at it. So I I don't necessarily have anything you want. I want you to do with oh. it, except okay. not use it. Mm. Because I, <laughs> I, you know, I would need to okay. be able to use it probably. But yeah, yeah. just something. Okay. Uh, so can I, can I pick it apart then to see if there's, you know, like some sort of way or use an identify spell on it? Um, you can use identify. It'll tell you that basically this potion is, well, essentially it's a replacement for a scroll of etherealness. Um, okay. It is, but the, the sort of, extra thing about this is instead of casting which takes an action you can drink this as a bonus action and have it start immediately um it casts the seventh level transmutation spell etherealness uh does everything listed in the spell um it is an extremely rare and hard to make potion because it does require you to be able to cast etherealness so oh. you would not be able to recreate this, um, okay. but you would, if you could find somebody who did know how to cast it, um, you might be able to figure <laughs> out how to sort of distill the spell into a potion. Um, that would require a roll if you ever tried to do that. Okay. But this is not something you can make at the moment. Can I at least like take notes on what I think it is and have an idea of how to get it started? Oh yeah, you can you can do that for free with identify. Identify will okay. tell you everything about it. Okay, let me um, add that to my potion list because I'm keeping a list. Okay. Notes on etherealness. I also yeah. would be like with you, looking over your shoulder the entire time, and when <clears throat> you're done with it, I will take it back. Okay. For the love. Oh of yeah, that. you know, here you go. It's yours. Uh, okay. That is and then quite a uh, quite a hail mary that Sala had. Uh, and then the other thing I want to do is I wanted to work on the the one that you and I talked about. Um, I wanted to go into town and see if I can find some ruby dust and see if that would help because that's part of the spell. So I thought that that would be maybe a helpful component in creating this potion. Do you have supplies from uh, for Magda's uh, Bloodstone Formaldehyde. Yes. The the corundum dust in there, that's what is it ruby. is. ruby. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, well corundum, I guess I just wanted is, is what is, they're made of. Yeah, like ruby, sapphire, emerald, mm-hmm. all corundum. You could use any it's of them. Aluminum oxide. Um, yes. So 
Okay, so I wanted to do that, but I wanted to like purchase some more yeah, if need be, because I want to make sure I have this stuff for the black cascarilla just in case. Um, um, I recently learned a fun thing about gems, which is that carrots are defined not only by clarity, but also size, which is why diamond dust is mm -hmm. so cheap. Yeah. Uh, so Size, clarity, color, and cut, I think yes. is the fours. Yes, yeah. I believe so. Um, so <clears throat> gem dust is not as expensive as I thought it was. Um, how much do you need? The spell calls for 50 gold worth of it, but I okay, don't know if go. I'd need that much for... Okay, that's what I'll do. <laughs> uh, okay, so I will... It's just I, I realize that 50 gold worth of ruby dust is a lot more than I think it is. It's not like yeah. a pinch. Um, let me get rid of that in my inventory. And then I wanted to go ahead and try to make it again. Make what? Try to make the potion again. The the bloodstone for Meldehyde? No, the one that I'm working on. Oh, the one for Christmas. No, 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 no. What are you talking about? The one that you and I talked about that I'm keeping a secret for now. Oh, the... Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, that's why I got the ruby dust just for that. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll me a check with your options. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and give myself guidance for that one. This one. Okay. The gemstone. Oh my god! Like... I rolled a fucking two again. <laughs> so that's gonna be ten, and I'm gonna use my flash of genius to bring it to fourteen. It's a little bit better than last time. Um, yeah. Motherfucker. You need to throw that gem in the lake, or that uh, that. <laughs> die in the, in the well lake. so like the thing is is like the two is literally right next to the 20 and it always has a 50 50 chance of a two yeah. or a 20 like it seems like whenever it gets there so <laughs> well at least it wasn't a one um yeah that's true i would say i would say that's not quite enough you're getting closer um okay. You're getting to the point where it works for a minute, but it's not reusable. Okay. Uh, and it does. And when I say it works for a minute, I really mean it only glow. It only works for a few seconds. Okay. Um, what should I say? Halfway there, living on a prayer. Um, I'll tell you that. What do they say in Reese's Ridge? Oh, you know, I. We're, uh, Moisturizing we're... hair. <laughs> oh my god, I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like the with the amount of gem Sorry. dust you need, it's like when Caleb was figuring out how much incense you need for Find Familiar, and you basically That's... have to like clean out a Sleeping Tiger imports to get all yeah. of the yeah. incense you need. We'll say, well begun is half done, in the words mm. of Mary Poppins. Okay. You're, you're getting there. You have a better idea of what you need you you have the basic recipe, but what you need to find is something to sustain it. You probably need... Okay. Honestly, you think probably residuum would solve the problem. Ooh. Which you can get residuum yes. legally. I should say that. It's just <laughs> expensive. Or we do know or, a guy. We you do, do know, know a guy, guy, but you fucking killed his business card. That's true. That's true. I mean, I don't have no regrets. 
You could Vojo post him and be like, hey, you know that smuggling that you're in on? No regrets. No uh, regrets. Yeah. But yeah, that's okay. that's how that's about how far you get. Okay. I'm good with that. Who else? Um I yeah, I think that's all I had. I want I just want to see if I can get any extra healing potions. We'll just go down the Hey, no, 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 no. What? Noah's going to stop you. What? You, heal, I heard you're going into town for healing potions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, a little a little bird told me. I know you gave us the one extra one, but I wanted some extra extra ones. Okay, so how many potions do you have now? Two. Okay, how many do you feel like you need? I'd like <clears throat> at least like one or two more. Okay, I will give you two more basic healing potions. How much do you want for them? You know, 50 gold might cover it. All right, I'll give you 50 gold. Okay. Save your shopping trip. <laughs> yeah. All right, perfect. And it also gives me all my money back. No, it's going to break even. <laughs> I broke even today. Okay. Uh, anything else for Magda? And that was at mm -hmm. half price, so... Yeah, I know. That's you know, don't uh, don't forget. Is it isn't that the thing you're supposed to do? You're supposed to tap your nose for some reason. I don't know it, why. It, you tap your nose when you're insinuating something, and like ah, yeah. I get it. Ah, uh, it, it's also, like in charades when you're like, yes, that I understand. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, quick question for you, Magda, while I've got you here. Um, uh -huh. How's your uh, how's your black cascarilla doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I've got. I've got like over a month still left of it because Alistair gave me a shit ton and okay. uh, Helena did so I'm actually doing pretty good. I've got like 37 days worth of it so far. Good to know. Okay, well then we'll uh, we'll just leave you where you're at for now. Cool. Thanks. Yep, you're welcome. Pal. Alright. Anytime. Mm-mm. Uh, I think that's it. That's all I wanted to do. I mean, besides the stuff that we talked about, I guess. So. Mm -hmm. That that little conversation that we mentioned will take place on the 12th. Um, Harris, you said you had a thing. Um, so, Fustrock, uh, one, so you and I had, uh, had talked on the side about uh, a particular article of clothing that was going to help keep Fustrock warm. Indeed. Uh, and I, I you came up with uh, with an idea that essentially I said go nuts with. Um, so I'm I'm really interested to find out what uh, what you came up with. <laughs> oh oh I was supposed to okay all right all right no I can improv this this be great. Um, um <laughs> just to piggyback off that, how much gold should I detract for going and buying a warmer set of clothes for myself? Uh, cold weather gear. I didn't think about that. I forgot it's cold. It's okay. Uh, it consists of a heavy coat or cloak over layers of wool clothing. Uh, a full set of cold weather clothing is 10 gold. Okay, done. I would assume Magda lives, has, is from up here, so A, she's better suited to withstand it, and B, like, probably already has. I would assume you already it. have cold weather gear, yeah. yeah. Anybody who wants to buy cold weather gear, like the full kitten caboodle, huh? um, yeah. you can, yeah. It's from <laughs> nice. kitten caboodle. Indeed. Mm -hmm. It is Wolfira made. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, you can add cold weather gear for 10 gold to your, your inventory. Um, 
For Foostruck, um, being that it's been a couple months Brand. since Yule, it's been. Um, <laughs> you sort of. I imagine Jasper would help you with this, because uh, it's going to be hard to find something in your size. Uh, yeah. But so would between... it though, with all the with all the geary around? Oh no, you're right. You're right. You'd you'd buy like a a like a geary youth size. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Baby um, clothes. Between big and tall youth. <laughs> uh, the problem is going to be getting your horns through there, which I imagine you have a system worked out for how that how that right. goes. You, you just turn the head and you pop yeah. one through, and then you just yeah. Yeah. Uh, but between Jasper and then Gwyn, who he loops in on it, uh, within probably just a couple hours of your request, uh, they both have, like, brought you a few options, and anything you don't want, they're just gonna go take it and, like, donate it. So, you have a few choices. You can go full ugly Christmas sweater, if you so wish. It's just a sweater with Christmas face all over it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Um a lot of the uh in in this city, some of the more popular colors are like the maroon of the flag and whatnot. So uh maroon and white. So there is like a a really awful horizontal striped maroon and white uh, sweater that like despite you being like built like a truck and super muscular somehow makes you look fat um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is just covered in like little embroidered designs and little knitted designs uh, there is a uh, like a wooden buttoned cardigan uh, that's probably not dissimilar from, like, what Toralok has in his art, where it's got, like, the cable knitting and the, like, loopy, uh, not work designs in it. Um, there's, uh, just because I love them, there's a sweater vest that's just, like, one solid weird green color that doesn't match anything. Uh, and then there's a few other just, like, really poofy uh knitted and like sherpa lined uh sweaters that are available as well little okay. did you know you were gonna walk into the shop and then walk out looking like macklemore indeed <laughs> um so um i think foostruck's probably gonna take a couple of them mm -hmm. um so like the the sherpa line ones i is like one of those like cable knit looking like a cable knit yeah. sweater mm -hmm. yeah uh he would take that color hey, buddy. uh it, it i'm gonna say a navy blue okay uh for the cable knit sweater and he's also gonna take the cardigan okay yay uh, because he knows that the opera's coming up and he feels like a cardigan is gonna make him look fancy even though he doesn't have a shirt for under it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, and then he will, of course, offer to pay them back for, for what they spent for the shirts. Um, I imagine it would probably only run you, like, a couple gold for, for them. 
because they're just okay. single pieces. Um, they're nice though. Uh, but yeah. So you got your and, sweater. Yeah, uh, that'll keep me nice and toasty. Um, the only other thing uh, is that I was going to go to a bathhouse. Um, okay. And I probably would have gone to the bathhouse a, a couple of times, mm-hmm. um, especially Gwen. after um, after noticing that Gwyn and Magda uh, have started taking separate rooms, uh, yeah. just out of sheer concern uh, for oh for God. them. <laughs> Sorry, he just like. He just like jumped up on the like stood up on the side of my chair and like just started gnawing on like the bottom side of my arm. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck. So like, wait, what did you say? Like, you were concerned about Gwen, Gwen and Magda, or yeah, why? Yeah, because why you, you guys are, are taking. <laughs> You, you guys, well, so I'd be taking a bath because I stink to high fucking heaven at this uh-huh. point. I haven't gone to a bathhouse this entire fucking campaign so far. Yeah. It's a shame um, you guys are keep fairly clean. Yeah, you cross like water. there's rivers and stuff. Um, Just get all the river like, sand out of your fur. He, he is enjoying being able to like routinely just go to a bathhouse and like have warm water and everything. Um, but he would probably try and talk to Gwyn at some point, just out of concern uh, for for how she and Magda are doing, especially after taking separate rooms. Uh, Gwyn? It's not that she doesn't talk about it, but she doesn't... Oh, what's your passive insight? My passive insight? Yeah. Uh, 11. She's not necessarily trying to hide anything, but, um, Gwen kind of dismisses it as she and Magda barely know each other. They've both got a lot of shit going on. Um, and she will tell you that it's probably better this way because she's, she herself is a problem. Okay. She doesn't talk much more about it, though. Uh, Fustrak wouldn't pry at all on it. Um, He's, like, you know, he just wants Magda to be happy. So. She, you know she does, too. She likes Magda. Like, how much, she's not quite sure yet, because obviously they've only just met. But... He would also jokingly offer to knock some sense into Magda if she would like. She can do that herself. She is more than capable. Oh, yeah. That's why he did it jokingly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She'll let you know Um, if she needs help, though. But other than than that... uh, Oh, Fustrak probably would not have enjoyed the opera that much. I think it's, (laughs) it's a little beyond him culturally. But it was a comedy. Um, it was fun. <laughs> was it in a language that he knows? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it would probably be a Thunar opera. Okay. 
So, Lorcan probably would have no fucking clue what was happening, but enjoyed it a lot <laughs> because because I've just subscribed to the idea that the Feywild is full of theaters because I love Shakespeare and Critical Role. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, um, Thunar is a very obviously it's a very Scandinavian language, so it would probably be pretty nice sounding. The whole thing okay. just sounds like the Swedish chef from the Muppets. No. How dare you? How dare The whole thing's just like a Sigaros album. Um, but yeah. Love it. Uh, it was... I decided at some point that it was an Atlaran version of the Barber of Seville because I love Largo Effectotum. Yeah, I can't even say it fast enough. Uh... uh I didn't know there was an opera going on because I, I told didn't... you guys. Oh no, you probably did, but you <laughs> underestimate the amount I read that chat. Um, I know. So you could uh, have gone if you wanted to. Yeah, Noah probably would have gone. You've been to operas before. I imagine oh, there's sure an opera house and at least a theater in Midcourt. I don't know about a full blown yeah. opera house, but Magda definitely doesn't feel like she fits in to the opera, so she well. definitely uh, skipped. Who invited the pirate to the opera? Yeah, house? yeah. Yes, the pirate assassin. Mm -hmm. um, I did yeah, have one so... last thing that Noah wants to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he would want to travel out into the millennial field so that he can collect some avocado toast and antidepressants for the trip. <laughs> uh, and then he'll come back, come back to everybody and, you know, dole them out. Ah, <laughs> uh, the old is avocado on, toast bushes. Is that on <laughs> the map? Yeah, Millennial Fields is on the map. Oh, I get it. All right. <laughs> That's great. Have a great stream. We'll oh be back God. next week. Yep. That's it. I'll be here Millennial for the Fields. next three hours. Here, have, a, have your fucking finish, yep. fi finish? fidget spinners and your fucking debt and your broken dreams. Have yep. fun. Wow. I just well, wanted some avocado sad. toast and some Prozac, you guys. No, it's actually just where they bury the millennials after society has oh, no. killed them all. When they die uh, of their natural age of 40. <laughs> from stress and overeating. Yep. Um, I do have some actual things I'd like to do yeah, during yeah, the time. Yeah, please, Coop, take okay. me out of this potential existential crisis. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so... Christmas actually probably wouldn't spend a whole lot of time relaxing with the group. Didn't go to the opera, probably only made a couple of trips to the bathhouse. Um, anytime you guys see him, he would either be performing or he'd be probably like diligently like trying to study stuff. And Which, question, yes, also that, all the time, always. Um, oh my god. How much progress did I make on learning Thunar? Well, I will help you as much weeks. as you want. <laughs> right. I am technically With... relearning Thunar, though. So so here's the fun thing. Um, Thunar is, compared to Common, because it, it has a completely different grammar structure, and it's a super, super old language with a completely different alphabet. It's a little tougher, but... I do know four languages, and using that in real life, it would make learning even more languages easier. What languages do you know? 
Uh, I know Common, Draconic, Infernal, and Sylvan. Okay. Um, I know so, Infernal and Sylvan. Yeah. Uh, there's an interesting thing that happens once you start like really dedicating some time to understanding it. Um, and with a little help from like from Gwen and Noah and Jasper especially. Jasper's like on it. He's like, I'm going to make sure you can read Dunar by the end of two weeks. It'll be great. Um, between them, uh, you start to pick it up a lot faster than your average person would. And there's moments where they explain an idea to you or tell you a word and you're like, oh, wait, I know that. And you don't know Thunar suddenly, but there are bits and pieces that you remember enough to the point that considering Christmas has quite the memory anyway, because it's sort of a cornerstone of how he works, uh, you would be able to start to communicate basic ideas in Thunar, but if you were to hear like normal conversational Thunar with a lot of slang, you would be kind of lost still. Got it. You can pick up context clues. Cool. Uh, second thing. Mm. Uh, we're in a new place, very far away from where we were before, and he sticks out quite a bit with his normal get-up. So, the code is going away. It doesn't keep him warm anyway. The code is going away, and I would like to get two things. Uh, well, technically three things, but one of them I don't have to buy. It's just, he's going to show off his leather armor a little bit more than he normally does. It still goes, like, over the dress shirt. Mm -hmm. Um, he also is going to look for a green poncho, which I will just consider this my warm weather gear. Um... You can find a Sherpa poncho, sure. Sweet. It's not super duper nice if he did go to try to find one, it'd be a little bit ragged. And okay. the Second-hand next thing, poncho. yeah, the other thing that he needs to get. <laughs> the new hit musical of the season, Secondhand, secondhand poncho. poncho. Sorry. I was about Continue. to say, that's a really good band name. Yeah, it is. I also would like to find a hat. A hat. And, uh, yeah. So what he's kind of looking for is like more of like a wide brim kind of cowboy hat where it's like a little lopsided, like a little asymmetrical. So it comes down just like a little bit over his eyes so that he can hide mm -hmm. them a little bit more easily. Mm -hmm. You are looking for a wide brim Stetson based on what you've shown me. Yeah, basically. Um, with, a, with a cute little green hat band. Uh-huh. It's so cute. Uh -huh. he's, so, he's so sweet. Um, but yeah, that's not hard to find in a place like this. Um, you're able to find like... Uh, Probably it would be a leather Stetson. Um, Hell yeah. I, I don't know what it would be called in this world because Stetson is the name of a person and a brand, but it's close enough. Uh, yeah. The only other thing that I would do that I can think of at this time that has not been discussed between me and you privately is I would probably try to find my last like green bandanas that I have. And either um, light them on fire so they're gone, but I would keep one. So I'm going to keep one that's black, and I'm going to dye another one purple. 
Okay. And I'm going to start wearing the purple one around like Magda wears her mask around. Okay. Trying to keep a low profile. Oh my you know, God. there's a you train know, station nearby. You're going to be robbing it anytime what? soon? You know, you saw nothing. Then. <laughs> I you saw know. you get your lipstick on your Yeti. Bay Wild here's, Cowboy means having to become thing. the cowboy. It's... I imagine Magda's used to it, but wearing a mask in public is not low profile. So if I see that Magda is getting looks, then I would still yes, keep it. Definitely. So I would still ke- I would keep the purple bandana basically tied around my neck. Aww. So it's easily accessible for me to that put up cheap. if it's like extra cold out. So basically yeah. it's like to keep my face warm on a cold day. Okay. Wink, you know, like. Yeah. Christmas uh, is now a puppy. Uh, yeah. Christmas is embracing the, the cowboy. Next, he'll need right. to wear a little bow tie. That's there it. That's all I want to do. There is a train station nearby, indeed. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have to uh, go rob also, a stagecoach. There's also fucking <laughs> Ramkorag Ranch. You can just go there and get yourself a, a Mustang, and you'd be all set. Um, but yes, <clears throat> so is that it? Before Turin Thirteen, I actually do want to go buy four horses. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there's also uh, well, it's a mostly a Kyotori Ranch, but you can get horses too. Nope, I'm good. Um, Ooh, these horses. Oh, is there a horse there named Sinead? Maybe. I actually, Taylor, I will say this, just so you know. I very uh-huh. purposefully would not go there. I know. I figured you wouldn't. Okay. Um, so. Mm. Torin the 13th. Here we go. Morning. It's a day of reckoning. No. <laughs> you guys know that the fifth horseman is on schedule and should arrive around 11 a.m. As you wake up that morning, uh, Gwyn, make sure you all get breakfast, whether you like it or not. Choose Magda. Spells. Choose the spells. Uh, yep, choose your spells. Do all your shit. Make sure you get a long rest on your character sheet. Um, I'm doing and, and level up. Just kidding. No, already did that too. Does the breakfast come out just like like a plate for you, or do you get to order what you want? Uh, they make they have a set menu, and you can basically have as much of it as you want, but it, you okay. don't really get to choose. Okay, so any sausage that I get, I give to Jasper because yeah. I don't like sausage. Uh, your first mistake. Uh, as uh, the time draws nearer, uh, you guys have decided to split the party. <laughs> Don't say it like that. So, uh, I suppose I'm going. Well, hold on. Let me let me double check where everybody said they were going to be. Um, I would like to note I'm wearing my navy blue uh, Sherpa lined cable knit sweater. <laughs> Doesn't draw attention um, at all. No. Well, he's I not mean, going it's to navy. Docks. That's true. <laughs> uh, so Fushrak is staying at the Mead Hall as like a checkpoint for Hector, as I understand it. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, Noah, Magda, and Jasper will be at the docks. Uh, Chris and Chips are going to be at the Century Gate Hotel. 
uh, which they would have checked in with you uh, the night before and just been like, hey, we're here. Um, And then Christmas told you guys a little bit of what he's doing. um, And Gwen and Larkin are helping him. Uh, There is one thing I would do before we all leave. Yeah. I would tell, uh, okay, everybody, gather around. And I cast aid um, on... uh, Hang on, wait. I'm going to make sure it's not concentration. It's not. I'm going to cast aid on Christmas, Magda, and myself uh, to give us all an extra five temporary hit points. And that lasts for eight hours. Actually, actually, as someone who has used aid quite a bit, it is not temporary hit points. It is a plus five five to your maximum hit points and also five. So it stacks with temporary hit points. Okay. Yeah. You can, you can heal these hit points back if somebody gives you a potion. Yeah. Okay. Instead of being temporary, which you can't heal. Great Mm -hmm. spell choice. Yes. Uh, That's about the best I can do as far as helping people for the day. So, um, so let's start. Let's start with the front running crew. Uh, uh, before we mm-hmm. all split up, before we all split up, uh, I'd pull Christmas aside and I go, listen, I know you probably have your own agendas and things like that, but my number one, number one priority needs to be to get my dad out of there. I'm trusting you. I'm going to pull out a folded piece of paper with a wax seal on it. I'm going to hand it to Magda. Do not open this. Taylor, I'm going to message you what it is real quick. Okay. Oh no. A death letter. I mean, Hmm. probably, yeah. Last time we all said goodbye to each other, someone died. (laughs) The last will and testament of Christmas. Yeah, that's why I'm not getting overly mushy here. Magda, you don't get shit. <laughs> None of y'all get shit because I ain't got nothing. <laughs> That's why I'm not giving like any like individual goodbyes so that there's not any yeah. fodder to kill me off. Um, yeah. Where I, where are Jasper and Lorcan staying at? Lorcan is going to be working with Christmas and Gwen. Jasper's going with Magda and Noah. Okay. okay. Um, unless you oh. want him to stay with you. Uh, no, I, I'm fairly certain that I can handle myself, and I don't want to draw too much attention, which I kind of already do. All right. Um, also, and... I am going to leave my tricorn hat behind, and I'm going to have uh, a hood on my winter coat. Okay. Pull that over instead, so I'm less conspicuous. Yeah, that works. Um, it's a pretty cold day with occasional like little flurries, so having like masks or hoods will not look that suspicious today. Um, I will say that before the main team, who's going to like front and center at the docks, before you guys leave, uh, Gwen is going to catch Magda, and she doesn't take a long time, but she just leans down. And she says, "I promise you." We'll get him out. Just try to keep try to keep Walter from seeing us. We don't know what's going on with him, and I'm worried that it's going to be more dangerous than we realize. If 
If you can, if you have to, draw him away. Do my best. All right. And she actually leans down and kisses your forehead before she steps out with Christmas and Lorcan. I do want to um, respond to Magda real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I not only do I hand you the note, but um, he'll say, um, Magda, the only thing that I'm going to do right now is get your dad out of there. This, this ship is going to be in town for a couple of days. So if I get the slightest whiff that things are going to go bad, I'm going to abort. We're going to get out of there. We're going to regroup and we're going to figure something else out because the last thing that I want to do is put him in danger. Okay? If anything goes wrong, anything at all, you open up that piece of paper, okay? What, like immediately? Yeah. Okay. Alright. Trust Hey. Please. You you said that your only priority is getting your dad is getting my dad out of there. You need to get out of there too. That part's implied. I'm not gonna kiss your forehead. No, um, please don't, God. Yeah. <laughs> Lorcan actually slings an arm around Christmas and he says, Don't worry, I'll make sure he gets out. I'll you too, you I guess. Harris. I will oh, hug what? Magda. I'm not going to give her a kiss on the forehead, but I will give Magda a hug. Um, I'm stiff. And then I just kind of go... <clears throat> pap, pap. Yeah, okay. We don't done, have to turn it into a thing. We're good. Yep. Yep. All right. So it has been a while since... We saw each other. <laughs> it could be. Um, so it's been a while since we planned this no, in like our, our separate group chat. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember, once uh, they pass the Mead Hall, is Fustrak following or anything like that? Or is he staying put unless there's trouble? He's going to you. Yeah. Okay. He's going you, to you. You are his next stop after he gets off to the ship, and then you're taking him to Century Gate Hotel. Yep. The, card in actually, okay, the cardigan will actually probably help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can stuff him in it if needed. He's going to get real sweaty, though. You're also easier to notice. Anyway. It's navy uh, blue. Lots of people yeah, are navy blue. Anyway. <laughs> um, you all gather up your shit and split up because you're a smart D&D party. Uh, <laughs> uh, so hey, it worked out fine for Scooby-Doo, okay? So, team. <laughs> actually, we're did call you guys, uh, Team Dockside, you guys, uh, Magda, Noah, Jasper, you guys uh, head out directly towards uh, the harbor area near the shipyards. Um, the fifth horseman is set to land right here at this uh, far right pier uh, near the warehouse district. Um,. How early do you guys arrive? Yes. I'd say like an hour. <laughs> yes. About 10 a.m.? Okay. Yeah, it's just so um, it doesn't look like we're being suspicious or anything. Uh, I show up Don't there when it's time for me to start working. So you would probably 
You would probably get there around the same time then. Okay. Just no one will see you. Um. Okay. And then Fustruck is at the Mead Hall, and Chris mm-hmm. and Chips are at Century Gate. So, uh, Magda, first of all, since I know you're probably very alert, make me a perception check. And you know what, Christmas, Christmas, make me one as well. Almost called you crispy. <laughs> crispy. Do it, crispy. Do it, Ooh. Christmas, uh, crispy fortune cookie. That is a twenty-one. That's <laughs> a fifteen. Um. So, Christmas. Um. Being that. How much do you want me to say out loud of what you're doing? How, how sacred do you want me to keep it? Secret. Keep it okay. secret. Keep it you safe. know what you're doing. Um, so we'll focus on Magda because that's my favorite person to torture. Alright. Uh, hey. Cool. Love you, uh, Magda and Noah, I should say. Uh, so <laughs> Noah, Magda, and Jasper, where are you guys? Are you near each other? Are you spread out? I'd say we're spread out but within each other's sight. Um, and also, okay. Noah, make a perception check as well. Perception. For some reason, I had it in my head that it was Magda, Lorcan, and Jasper instead uh, of Noah. My perception is a plus two, so that's 17. And Jasper's got pretty good perception, too. Um, so you're, I'm sorry, you said you're spaced out? Yeah, but within each other's sight. Sightline, okay. Um... <clears throat> So the first thing that all of you notice um, is that, as kind of per usual, um, this is a really busy area. There is, there's a lot of people moving around, there's other ships being loaded and unloaded, so you know that at any moment you could pretty much lose yourself in a crowd if you needed to. Um, so you can kind of trust that I, most people it, can't can't really see you at the moment. What? Did you start he, doing Eminem? Yeah, it, oh, I was, okay, it yeah. was in my head too. Lose yourself yeah. in the moment. Um, yeah. I don't know the words to that song. I don't care. Uh, but suffice it to say, you have a base level of stealth offered by being in a busy port. Um, if you are trying to be especially unseen, you can make a stealth check for me. I will do that. Uh, sure, I'll be stealthy. Oh, I'm getting Jasper. all the good rolls right now. Oh, that's, that's, uh, I'm nervous. Uh, 22. Okay. My stealth is uh, six, seven. Nice. Uh, so <laughs> Noah ends up drawing some attention. Uh, kind of accidentally, but also he's just a friendly guy, so... That lends itself even more to Jasper and Magda just fading into the crowd. Um, you wait oh, for a good, best. you wait for a good thirty minutes, and you start to scan the uh, uh, the Drosfara Bay uh, out in front of you, and. You can see out there the Amberfin Obelisk. Even at this time of day, you can see the light inside rotating, though it's not currently on. Um, it's an overcast, cold, slightly windy day. 
uh, with the little flurries coming down. And so it takes a little bit longer for you to be able to see ships coming in. But around 10.30, you can see uh, coming around uh, the Amberfin lights is a four-masted clipper uh, that has this very beautiful sort of um like it's not paint it's wood staining uh mural in the side of it of a figure atop a horse and the main uh the largest mast has a sail decorated with a similar motif um it's a very rich looking merchant ship and you can see it's probably loaded to the gills with all kinds of cargo there's even stuff up on deck that's like tied down um the uh aft castle uh where the helm is uh you can start to spot him pretty quickly you see this uh figure in a long captain's coat double-breasted uh gloves uh a probably one of the the i don't know what that kind of hat is called it's like the same style as a tricorn but it's just a single fold yeah Oh um, yeah, I know what you're talking but about. But he wears like the the one that has the ridge going up over his head instead of horizontal because those look like stupid. An admiral's hat. It's an ad yeah, it's an admiral's hat essentially. Uh, and it has like a feather in the side of it. Um but you can see him just gesturing wildly across the ship as crew rush around. Um but also about that time, Magda, you notice somebody in the crowd. <laughs> The first thing that gets your attention is the flash of armor as not just one somebody, but a few somebodies uh, step up. The city guard uh, who wear the white and maroon tabards over steel armor, uh, you see a small group of them, four to be exact, and they are following behind a slightly not older, but he looks like he's been through a lot of stress. A gentleman with dark hair and gray streaks in a very fine Constantian coat. And he has a like a cavalier's like folded side brim hat on. You see Walter Dine approaching the pier. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're not going to panic. We're not going to panic. We're gonna be cool and calm and collected. Uh, I'm fucking. Is shut the fuck Okay. Do I see Christmas? No. Fuck. Okay. Do um, I know where Magda is? Uh, yeah. You have an idea of where she is. Okay. Is no okay, so is Noah like currently drawing a ton of attention to himself? He's not he's not like drawing a ton I let me rephrase. He's not drawing a ton of attention, but he's definitely not unnoticed. Okay. Like being that he's a tiefling in a city full of tieflings, he's not that out of place. But Noah has a particular loud mouth and charm. So his version of stealth is talking <laughs> to people and being friendly. Okay. Well, oh, I'm, hey there, guy. Nice day. I'm oh, going you know, it to. It looks like the moose are about to go into. And, run. It's going to uh, be real crazy around. I'm going to. I want to. Wait, what were you going to say, Taylor? 
Can I make Bella a I... roll a 17 for perception? Yes. You would also see Walter. Ah. Okay. As soon as I see him, I'm going to try to be less loud. Okay, roll a new stealth check. Okay. Oh, God, come on. Oh, that was so much better. Uh, 23. Oh, good. Okay, you spot Walter out of the corner of your eye, and you kind of do a double take, and you just, just go down. Oh. And yep, the people gone. around you are just like, oh, okay, okay. And nobody cares. Yeah. Um... But yeah, Magda, at that point, you you know where Noah is. You see him clock Walter and disappear. Okay. okay. <laughs> and um, you feel a little hand, like, grab the edge of your belt. You, Walt, uh, Jasper is right there. He has clocked Walter as well. Uh, stick with me, all right? Okay. Okay. Um, can I try and find Christmas? in this hubbub. Make an investigation check. I'm oh, I'm on my way. I'm on my way to magma. <laughs> okay. magma? magma? Did I say magma? Yes. yes. Magda, I'm sorry. I thought I'm on my way to huck myself into a volcano. I mean, <laughs> that's a There's normal one Tuesday. South of here. It's, it was a 15. Okay, and I'm sorry, you said you were doing what? I'm trying to find Christmas. So I can let him know. No, like, hey, you're not gonna find him. Shut. Okay. We should have had like a code word or something. Fuck. It's fuck. Yes. Yeah. It's fuck screamed at the top of your lungs. Well, I I did. I rolled a 15 on the perception check, but I'm probably kind of out of the way right now, so you, you I probably would not don't be see aware it. of okay. him, especially because you're a little distracted with your thing. Um. We're just quietly tip-tapping away on the side. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Walter arrives about 10.30, and the guards sort of clear the way for him, and he posts up at the end of the pier where the fifth horseman is going to dock. And you see he looks tired and pissed. He's probably... I whispered to Jasper, I'm like, he's probably trying to see what that thing is that's posing as him. That's, yeah, I, I figure probably. Alright, if we don't, Christmas is going to do what he's going to do, I guess, but if we don't interfere with that, I really want to know too what's going on with that, but uh, we need to get my dad out of there. Well, I mean, we're in public. He wouldn't just attack us in public, would he? He I has no reason to. I don't know what... He probably wouldn't, but whatever that thing is, who knows what that will do. I... It'll be alright. I'm nervous not knowing. I am too, but... We're not going to focus on that right now. We're going to focus on getting my dad out of there. Okay. Um, but yeah, you hold position. Uh, the fifth horseman uh, slowly uh, begins to slow as it comes in toward the pier. And you see a number of people, uh, all mixed races, but a lot of dragonborn and tiefling, uh, standing on the edge of the pier with ropes uh, and you also see that on board, a number of the crew have ropes of their own. They're sort of going to toss them across and each moor the ship. Um, 
After a few uh, initial lines are tossed out and the ship is starting to be pulled in up against the pier, uh, you see up at the helm, uh, the captain hands off the wheel to another person just so that they sort of mind it and make sure the ship doesn't move too far. Um, and you see him, this... Uh... Would you have ever seen him? Like probably. Orozco? Yeah, you probably would have seen Ferdinand Orozco before. Um, he's an older guy, probably probably a touch younger than Hector. Um, you would have seen him visit Joan uh, in Rhyme before and like bring her really overdone care packages. Um, he, he very much, like his daughter is his favorite person. You know this about him. Um, and quickly coming into line behind him is, you know, his wife, Maria. Uh, she is this just hellaciously strong woman. There's a reason she's the gunner master. Um, and you, in short order, also see Joan, who looks a little different than last time you saw her, but it's been a while. Um, she's kind of filled out and become more muscular because she's, you know, hefting cannonballs and black, black powder everywhere. Um, she is a little more tan. Uh, she's half Dolmaric on her mother's side. Uh, sort of mousy brown hair that's in like a pixie cut at the moment. She looks a little ragged because they've been at sea for a month. Um, but she sort of hefts on this, uh fur coats and does up the buttons in front as she follows them and you see Captain Orozco disembark with them and walk up to the harbor master who is waiting for him, this uh, Loxodon woman who has a little clipboard in her hands um, and they start talking as you see a number of the crew start hauling things off and uh, dock workers step up to either jump on the ship and bring things off or bring things into the port authority to be registered. Um, the, uh, let's see. You would see uh, Walter does not immediately make a move to like step up and like approach the ship or the captain. He is waiting, but he, with your perception, actually, give me an insight roll. Unnatural twenty. Nice. Uh, you see, you notice on his face the moment he like spots Ferdinand, his brows furrow like he's pissed at this man. Him? Yes. It is now eleven a.m. And without giving anything away, Christmas, you are on the ship. I will not give away exactly what you're doing for the sake of, you know, keeping your anonymity from the others. But you did get aboard the ship. Um, and uh, make me an investigation check okay. to see what you find. What are you looking for first? So, the first thing that I'm looking for is, um, basically looking for, the first thing I'm going to look for is a hiding spot. Not to use right okay. now, but to remember where it is later. 
Okay. And then I'm going to start looking for Hector. Why don't I show you what the ship looks like? Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I had a bad idea. But I kind of want to do it. Enjoy. Oh it took me a while to make this work, but it works. Boy. It's a ship. Yeah. Oh my uh, this gosh, ship, there's so many levels. It, yeah. it This mm-hmm. is a normal-ass ship. Um, there are four masts instead of three, and I do want to say thank you to Bailey Wiki who made this map. It is free on her Patreon, uh, but it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, it so is. Thank you. I did put color-coded marks of where each staircase and ladder leads to and where doors go to. Um, so you are on the waste deck, which is the third level down here. Okay. Um, looking for a hiding place and also going along with the crew pretending to be a dock worker uh, would take you down through the gun deck and into the cargo hold. Um, the probably better hiding places would be either the passenger cabins or this little room off to the stern of the ship that's not directly on the way to anything and no one's currently using them. Okay, I'm just gonna note where that is. Um, I actually, hold on. If we're here already, that means that I do need to burn a second level spell slot. Because mm-hmm. we did that already. Second level or third? Second level, okay, good. Second level, okay. I opted not to get Noah, which probably would have changed if I had noticed uh, what was going on there earlier, but we're here now. So, um, yeah, good. So I, I'll, I'll keep note of like, we're here, but also like if I'm at the passenger cabins, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to, I'm going to try to find someone that's like on the ship and find also like, I would have tried to come onto the ship with like a smaller sort of box if possible something that looks like it would actually be for Hector if there's like mail for him or anything like that and I'm going to try to find someone on the ship and actually ask where he is because I have something for him Uh, do you go for a regular crew person or do you go for an officer I'm going to look for someone pretty young there's a set of deckhands that look like there's a really young pair of tiefling brothers (laughs) Uh, there are also the cabin boys who are the youngest aboard. Yep, the cabin boys. That's who I want to look for. Okay. Is, uh... Cabin boy. <laughs> grab God. Uh, being that you know who's aboard, it's not is too the cabin hard. boys named Jim? Yeah. No, their Jim, names Jimmy, are Jim, Usan Jim, and Rosa. I spent way too much fucking time over the last five days going over this crew manifest, yeah. guys. Um, oh it God. is not super hard to find the cabin boys because. Uh, they sort of stick to the ship and stay out of the way and they're like learning still so they're not going to go on and off the ship constantly at the moment you would you would find what you're pretty sure is them the two of them uh, just out on the deck uh, either loading stuff into crates to be taken off or like coiling up ropes I'm going to ask them because I look like a tiefling right now uh, I'm gonna ask them where uh, if they know where uh, Hector Renly is because I have something that has to go directly to him, and I'm gonna ask them in an infernal. 
Okay. Um, being that Hector's a deckhand, they would probably know who he is. Um, make me a persuasion check, just because they don't know you. Okay. But make it with advantage, because your disguise is fucking brilliant. Well, the first one, I'm getting so lucky every time you give me advantage, because I'll roll like a two, and then like the second one will be way better. So that's a 23. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I these... have dodged three natural ones in a row because of advantage. Uh, these oh two uh, white tiefling brothers, um, as you approach them Ooh. with this box, looking like the person that you look like, um, <laughs> a, a red tiefling, um, they're both like, oh, yeah, he's um, he's down in... Hold on, let me check the ship. Uh, he would be down in the crew quarters uh probably getting ready to come off the ship uh he's he's disembarking they will tell you okay gotcha um i'm going to make my way down there and magda described what he looks like to me and i did a fun little actually Mm -hmm. harris you will realize this because i learned this from ias in our other campaign is using minor illusion and like uh-huh. tweaking it to like learn what someone looks like when someone else describes them. So, okay, good. I was yeah. gonna make you roll for it, but knowing that, no, I won't make you roll for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you you head down to uh, the crew quarters, which is basically part of the cargo hold uh, because there's nowhere fucking else to sleep on this ship for the crew. Um, where a lot of hammocks are like strung all over the place, but are now being taken down to get them out of the way. Um, you find, uh, in a few hammocks, there are members of the crew who are, like, sick or injured who are going to be taken off the ship here to see an actual, like, not that their doctor isn't good, but they need more than what a ship can offer. Um, and as you get down here, um, you see a number of crewmen helping, like, heft one guy out of there on, like, a stretcher, and you see another, uh another stretcher being picked up between uh, an older, pretty thin man uh, who, and this, uh, this like, burly guy who looks like he probably deals with the cannons. And uh, as they pick it up, you see the older man turn to, like, look behind him and you realize this is Hector. Um, he looks exhausted. He looks probably a little sick, uh, but he's still strong enough to, like, help other people. Uh, and so they're carrying this younger guy who looks like he's on death's door from some kind of illness, and they're about to bring him up to the top deck. Okay, gotcha. Um, I don't know what... Uh, how do I pronounce his name? Is it Daisuke? Daisuke, yeah. Daisuke? Okay. Oh, Daisuke! I don't, know yeah. what, I don't know what he sounds like, so we'll just theater of um, the mind his accent. No, please don't make me do an accent. Okay. Uh, well, I was just going to say, like... <laughs> Lakmeni is like Eastern Asia in the Middle East, but most of the tieflings I do I tend to actually have Irish or Scottish accents. Those are two English. of the worst accents that I am capable of doing. So not I'm all, avoid not that all. like the plague. Anyway. One of my best tieflings had an American accent, so well, you can do whatever the fuck you want. He's not Southern. He doesn't sound like Christmas, but anyway. Okay. Just um, talk like yourself. Uh, Hector Renly? Yeah, and the the two stop, and Hector turns and looks at you. He says, "Uh, yeah." Oh, I I'm so sorry. I I have something for you. I I see that you're 
you're you're busy right now. As soon as you're done with that, can you meet me in um, just one of these back rooms? And I'll just like hold up the box. I'll just be like, I have a I have a, a package, I guess, that I'm supposed to give just directly to you. Uh, who's it from? Uh, I I guess it's uh, someone named Magda. And you see his face kind of drain of whatever color he has left, and he's like, oh, okay, um, yeah, one, one second. Okay. And, uh, I'm gonna this, go back to the hiding spot as well, that's where I'm yeah, telling him to go. He, he, like, hefts the stretcher up a little higher, and, uh, they head to, they head to the area under this opening in the gun deck, because they can't carry this dude up a ladder, so they're gonna pull him up through these hatches, uh, with ropes. Um, and uh, it takes a few minutes before Hector's finally free. I should describe him, actually, for the stream, because you guys have an idea of what he looks like, I believe. Did I show you guys mm-hmm. what he looks like? I think so. I don't. Yes, I did. Um, I have no look, idea. Look in the, uh, I, I would assume Magda would have described him to everyone. Uh, yeah, you guys know what he looks like, but I'm talking about in real life. Oh, um, yeah. Let me, let, me, let me just reload him. Where the fuck is he? There he is. Yeah. Hector. Hector Rent. Good old boy. Um, for the stream, uh, Hector is a not super tall, but on the taller end, very thin man. Uh, he is currently. Uh, His hair is sort of generally gray, but is shot through with bits of white. He has a pretty nice full beard and a good mustache going on. His hair is longer. Um, At the moment, he is wearing a... uh, a, um, What style sweater is that? Argyle? Isn't Argyle a pattern? I don't see I don't see the picture. It, so yeah, it kind of looks like a it kind of looks like a Henley turtleneck almost. It, it is a Henley sweater. Um You're talking about the, the gray sweater that he has on? The gray, gray sweater. What kind of sweater it's, is that with the like lines through it? It's almost like a like a British military corduroy. Or like a like a British police um, officer kind of thing, but theirs are always dark blue. I can't remember the actual name, but Okay, it's a, anyway, he's yeah. wearing a sort of high necked gray Henley sweater. Uh he has a pretty beaten up green vest on at the moment. Uh, he would not be wearing his leather apron because that was when he worked in his shop. Dark trousers, very, very nice shoes. Beautifully made shoes. Um, and uh, while he's not particularly muscly, he is pretty sinewy, so he, he can he can do quite a bit of work. Uh, Christmas would see that he has his sleeves rolled up. He has a very... Uh, a pretty nice watch on one wrist, and he also has this uh, sort of geary slash giant kin style tattoo coming up the inside of his forearm. Um, but uh, yeah, once he finishes with what he's doing, um, he steps away from the rest of the crew and comes down the passenger cabin hallway uh, looking for you. Okay. Um. Gotcha. Yeah, the the door will be open, and I'll just kind of wave him in to that and back room. He uh, he steps up to it, but 
you see him hesitate and like stop before the door. He's like, um, pardon my suspicion. I, this is kind of out of place. It's called a fisherman's sweater. Thank you. If he is oh. suspicious, I'm actually going to I insight there was an actual name for it. check yeah, the situation. Um, okay. I mean, the style is ribbed. Like, that's just what that ribbed. is. Ribbed! That's the yeah, word! Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a fisherman's oh. style, but it's a ribbed sweater. Thank yeah. you. Oh, I thought okay. we were talking about the collar pleasure. and the buttons. Yeah. No. Not that's... the, not the yeah. actual texture. I was talking about the texture, yeah. yeah. There, um, the reason knit also. One pearl two. To, to let you know why I'm inciting him, I do not trust him. Oh, I thought I was rolling insight against you. Okay. No, uh, no. You want to insight him. What'd you I want to insight him. Yeah. What'd you Oh, God. This luck is going to run out eventually, guys. Uh, that's a sure 21. Is. 21. Is okay. Um, he seems a little like... You get the idea that this is a man who's not used to his environment at all. Um, he seems a little, like, skittish. Uh, but there's nothing necessarily weird going on with him. Um, he just seems to not trust anything at the moment. You're a smart man. You're a very smart man. I know that. And exactly the reason why you don't trust the situation is why she sent me to get you. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, I wasn't re ready for Hector to have feels. Uh, he, uh... Hmm. We don't have a lot of time. I'm trying to be really quiet while I'm saying these things, too. Um, he, he sort of looks you over and glances behind him just to check there's nobody in the hall and he steps in and shuts the door behind him. But you can see he sort of rests a thumb on a dagger that's like strapped to his thigh. Um, he says, she, she sent you. She's in Locks Landing. Hector. Where? Hector, I'm going to do something real quick. Don't panic. I'm going to point at Lorcan. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to release invisibility. Yep. <laughs> and a uh, exactly identical Daisuke, Crimson Tiefling, appears. And I'm going to start taking off my disguise. And Hector's just like, what? What is happening? What is? And Lorcan reaches out a hand, doesn't touch Hector, but sort of to stop him, says, "Don't, don't worry about this. There's, we're not the people you need to worry about. There's, there's some bad folks around who have it out for, for your girl. So we're gonna get you out of here, and we're gonna get you to safety. And once we have all that sorted out." then you'll be free to move around as you wish, but just stick with us for the moment. I do need to say as well, Mr. Brindley, that is a phenomenal mustache that you have. As I take <laughs> off that part of my disguise, 10 days, <laughs> my mustache is back. Don't need to wear yeah. the fake one anymore. 
Uh, <laughs> and he he's like scared and nervous, but he kind of chuckles ever so slightly. He's like, I, I don't I don't understand. Uh, okay. They're not gonna know that you're gone for a little while. My friend here is gonna take you somewhere safe. All right, and I'm gonna start working on my Hector disguise. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> I pre-prepared some things for it, um, but I will also, while I'm doing that, say, please, uh, we need, I need, like, just a few minutes. Please lock that door if you can. Yeah, um, and he turns and he locks it. Um, Coop, you're, like, playing, like, 5D chess over here. And I'm this is it. my Ocean's <laughs> Eleven moment, yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. so much fun to keep this all a secret from you guys. <laughs> We're all um, over here playing Candyland, and he's yeah. playing that Star Wars yeah. chess. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm literally chewing on the board at this point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, Magda, Noah, Jasper. While this is happening, uh, you see uh, Captain Ferdinand talking with the harbor master. Um, seemingly just a basic business conversation as he's like pointing out a couple ch uh, crates that come off the ship and a couple of them are being marked with specific labels um, and as they finish and he signs off on a some sort of piece of paper for the harbor master he turns and uh, from the distance you can just hear him uh, as he's talking to Joan and Maria so uh, he would say, well, I, uh, I have a few things to pick up in town. I should be back within, oh, a couple hours. Uh, see that everything gets unloaded, send the crew on shore leave. And uh, Joan, uh, I leave Mr. Renly to you. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy, ladies. And he walks away. Maria takes over. She steps back on the ship, and you hear her start yelling over the, uh, over the, uh, the crew. Whereas Joan, kind of stands there for a moment, and you see her sigh before she gets back on the ship and heads below. Insight check. <laughs> I want to know what if she's. Does she seem like she's been asked to do something she doesn't want to do, or? Roll. Well, because I asked her to kick Hector off. Mm -hmm. So. And I'm not sure if he's asked her to do like the opposite. Because. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Are you going to roll? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was, wasn't was sure if you're going to say roll anything. Roll about it. Insight. Minus one, eight. Nice. You have no fucking clue. Cool. Um, Seems like she's just doing what her daddy said. How how far away from the ship is she? Is she like she's like? She I'm sorry. Was... Did you say what her daddy says? I meant it in the normal sense. No, I know, but is that like actually her father? Yeah, Ferdinand Orozco is her dad. Yeah, yeah. I thought you said Walter said this to her. No, I'm gonna be okay. real. I was thinking okay. the exact Ferdinand same did. thing, and I was yeah, very I was confused. Like, no. <laughs> oh my god, I was picking up what you were putting down, Taylor. It's fine. Okay. Anyway, uh, I thought you were making a dumb joke. Uh, Daddy, sorry, Daddy. Shut up. <laughs> uh, How Joan, far? Yeah, Joan was like just like. So the ship is toward the end of the pier, and they stepped t further toward the end of the pier to talk to the harbor master and stay out of the way. So she's right next to the gangplank. It, yeah. So if I were to run up and try and catch her, 
would that be like super noticeable? I mean, you'd be out in the open on a pier. Okay, I'm not gonna do it then. Okay, so she reboards the ship and heads below decks. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Captain Orozco comes down the pier, uh, headed toward the town, and uh, you see, just as he reaches the end, Walter steps out in front of him. And you see Ferdinand, I love your face, Ash. Uh, <laughs> uh, you see Ferdinand like stop short and he gives Walter a nod and he says, Mr. Dine. And Walter just, he has, you can see he has his hand like, it's not like he's ready to draw, but he's like ready to push back the side of his coat. Um, and uh, make me a perception check to see if you can hear what they're talking about. Both me Noah too. and Magda, yep. 18. 18. Uh, perception, that's going to be 13. Okay. Uh, I would say Magda can. Um, Noah, a little, little too, they're talking a little too quietly. Uh, but Magda, you have a chance to get like just close enough to kind of overhear as Walter kind of lays into him the first thing he asks is who the fuck is aboard your ship and Ferdinand pulls back he's like I'm not sure what you mean and Walter reaches out and grabs him by like a lapel and shoves a piece of paper in his face uh, and Ferdinand like pulls back and looks down at it and he's like I shouldn't have to say who's aboard the ship, you should know. And Walter sighs heavily, and he said, I did not consent to him using my face. Oh. I wasn't, I informed. And Ferdinand shrugs and says, listen, you got a problem with it? Talk to the dealer. It's not my problem. And he pushes Walter away and steps further down the pier and off into the town. You see Walter stand there for a moment. Just, he's got his hand actually resting on one of the guns at his side. The uh, the super, like, what you would know is the enchanted one with the purple heartwood handle. Um, he's just tapping the uh, the grip of the gun. Does, okay, so when he says talk to the dealer, does that mean anything to me? No. Is there any check that I can make? I mean, I'll let you check for it, but you'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, well, go ahead and make me I'm, a... Okay. You know, actually, no. Maybe you do have credence to know, considering where you're from. Uh, go ahead and make a... You can make me a history check. Does it have to do with Faye fiends or undead? No. Okay. <laughs> Boo. Six. No fucking idea. God damn it. Okay. It's cool. Anyone else get a nauseous pit in their stomach with that little revelation, by the way? Yep. Well, oh, okay. So I've my... had a nauseous pit in my stomach for three days. I'm so glad that I didn't do the stupid idea that I was going to do, because... I was going to, before he uh, talked to Captain Roscoe, I was going to, like, actually talk to Walter and be like, listen, the thing on the ship 
that uh, has your face like is bad news, so you should back off. But he knows. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad news. I'm glad yeah. I didn't do it. <laughs> he, he, Walter has an idea of who it is, but he did not yeah. give the okay to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see him sit there tapping on the grip of his gun for a moment, and you hear one of the guards lean in and say. Mr. Dine, do you still need us? And he says, go away, go away. <sighs> Fuck! And you see him just start walking down the pier toward the ship. I'm just, I'm going to try and follow him. Okay. Not like, I'm just like staying off to the side, but still weaving in and out between the crowd, trying not to. Okay. Christmas. You've know, so. had a moment to do your disguise out. Cool. Yeah, uh, I, with the with the addition I'm, of Hector's vest, it's pretty convincing. Cool. I'm also following Magda. Okay. Cool. Uh, Mr. Renly, this might be a little bit disorienting, uh, but I am going to turn you invisible, uh, and my friend here is going to walk you off the ship. Okay. Uh, where am I going? We have a safe house. If anything goes wrong, sorry, what was that? It's the the little tinkling you can hear in the background. It's a catfish. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, If any if anything goes wrong, Magda is going to meet you there. Once we have you at the safe house, um, where you are going to meet a friend of ours, she's a Geary. She's quite the warrior, and she will protect you. Once we are sure that you are safe and the coast is clear, we are going to move you somewhere else. Now, I know what they say about a second secondary location, but you <laughs> are going to be meeting with good people and hopefully your daughter. I don't understand what's going on here. Am I in trouble or? You might be, and that's why we're taking every precaution that we can. What did I do? You didn't do anything. So, she's in trouble. She might be. But she can't do anything about it while you're on this ship. Okay. If you want your daughter to be safe, this is the best option for you. And he turns and looks at Lorcan and says, Alright, I guess we... Lead on. Okay. Invisible. Uh, yeah. Lorcan, like, grabs uh, Hector's arm before they turn invisible so he doesn't lose him. And uh, you hear the lock on the door flip, and it slowly drifts open. Um, I'm gonna real quick, before the door's all the way open, I'm gonna grab Lorcan, I'm gonna give him a hug. <laughs> invisible hug. And uh, you well, feel a little... He's not invisible. Only only Hector's oh, invisible. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because yeah, Lorcan yeah, yeah. looks like Daisuke, and I look yeah. like Hector, and Hector's yeah. invisible. Yeah. So, yeah, Lorcan, Lorcan gives you a good squeeze, and he says, Well, uh, we'll see you shortly. Don't, uh, don't get caught. And he takes off. 
um, very discreetly, like he's got his arm down at his side, but he's got it just very slightly in a fist. You know, he's holding on to Hector's sleeve. There is um, one very important thing that I am trying to keep track of, which is mm-hmm. how long it took for us to get from off the ship to this room because I need to know when I would feel safe dropping concentration on that invisibility spell. Okay. Uh, I don't have an exact time, but you you know. Okay. Um, yeah. I assume you would probably wait until they're beyond the actual like port. Uh, yeah, uh, they take off. Uh, Lorkin goes and like grabs like a barrel under one arm to look like he's actually doing something, and uh, they they leave. I'm gonna go start helping the crew, okay. doing exactly what Hector was just doing. Yep, uh, you end up helping take a couple people uh, over to that area where they can be lifted up through the hatch. Uh, people who just need more serious medical attention after the long voyage um i do have i do have Mm -hmm. one other thing that i'm looking for during this time yes looking for the eladrin the eladrin okay um make me a perception check with advantage because you know who you're looking for uh that is 19. 19. Uh, he is not super hard to find uh, because he's the only Eladrin. Um, and Eladrin are very distinct from Wood Elves. Um, Constantine Miros uh, is... Uh, he doesn't look that dissimilar from Lorcan. He has a similar sort of uh, skin tone. Um, he has these sort of piercing... Uh, amber eyes. Uh, he's pretty thin and pretty like reedy, uh, but he's got a little bit of muscle on there. Uh, you find him dressed in like a sleeveless shirt, simple trousers, boots, um, no cold weather gear on at the moment. And uh, he is currently leaning on a stack of crates, not doing anything else. He's just waiting. Okay. Looks like he's kind of scanning occasionally looking for somebody. I am just, the only thing that I am doing is just, I just want to memorize the face. That's all I want to do. Yep. Uh, The most distinct thing about him is there is a scar on the edge of his lip, like something hooked it and ripped at one point, but it's healed shut. Um, But being that you went looking for him specifically, you notice something else. The crates he's leaning on are all marked veneer arms. They have the VA, uh, or the, the shields, crossed muskets, and the V logo. Um, and anytime somebody steps up to, like, grab one, he's like, no, no, not these ones. Okay. Um, that's it for me. As soon as it seems natural for me to start disembarking, okay. Hector Renly is going to try to leave the ship. Okay. Uh, On your way, topside, being that there are only so many different ways to get up there, and they're all very narrow, um, you feel somebody grab your shoulder. All right. What's their race? What does it look like their gender is? And how old are they? 
probably late twenties. Okay. She has a she has mousy brown hair and a pixie cut. Yeah, and she's wearing a long officer's coat. That has to be Joan. So I'm gonna assume that it's Joan. So I'll turn and look at Joan. Yeah. Um but she's she's got a hand on your shoulder and she says uh, wait, your disguise is actually is not magical, is it? It is not. Okay, perfect. So there's no way her hand is like going to go through. Um, nope. But she's got her hand on your shoulder. She says, Hector, uh, we got to go. Okay. All right. Lead the way, Joan. What, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, she just looks kind of confused that you're so okay with it uh and your accents different. i'm not yeah. doing people's accents unless <laughs> unless it's a character that i create uh, he's got a good old boy southern accent kind of like food truck okay yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah she uh, she looks a little confused that you're just like okay oh. and she's like oh okay um do you have all your stuff i mean it we're gonna be here for a while. I can probably just come back and get it, right? Is this gonna take long? What do you need? Hector. There he is. <laughs> you know you have to get off the ship. You know what you're asking me to do, right? I know, but it's for your own safety. Okay. Hold on, there's just one more thing I want to get. Mm -hmm. I'll be right back. Okay, I'll be here. And she stands next to the gangplank, gangplank waiting for you. Um, about this same time, you notice out of the corner of your eye, Walter Dine stalk onto the ship. Yep. I assumed as much. Yeah. So, so have they crisscrossed then yet? Has uh, Lorcan slash Hector, have they crossed, crisscrossed paths with you Walter? That's true. The only we person who would know would be Jasper. Because no, you guys I'm trying to know dog. for I'm trying to know for Ash's no, sake here. <laughs> we we don't, don't know, know what <sighs> Lorcan You don't know what Christmas like. is doing. I yeah. know. I'm just trying to. <laughs> um, I will say while uh, Magda and I were heading there, I did stoop down and I grabbed a handful of rocks and put them in my pocket. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, Pocket rocks. I am going to. They're <laughs> <Yeah>. useful. <laughs> I am going to go back down the stairs, mm -hmm. and I'm going to try to find a quiet place. Okay. Uh, where do you try to find a quiet place? Ooh. On Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> With John Krasinski. It's so, on Hulu currently. I'm gonna. Uh, so I know where Hector's stuff is. You saw where his bunk was. Where yeah. his bunk was, yeah. So I want to head down to where his bunk was and then just try to find a moment where 
Or just, like, try to find a corner where, like, no one sees me. You would probably have to go back into the passenger cabins for that. Okay, we're gonna do that then. Um, but I will say, uh, with... Hold on, let me check something real fast. This is all going rather well, isn't it? I see it like that. your passive perception... Um, as you get into the passenger cabin area, you do hear people talking in one of the cabins. Cool. I am not going to have anything to do with that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I heard... Uh, anyway, yeah, I am not going to listen to that. I'm just telling you there's people around. I know. Um, What are you doing? If I go back to that main back room, mm-hmm. is the box that I still was like telling people, like, oh, Hector needs this, Hector needs this, is that still there? Yes. Cool. Is anyone else in the room? Not at the moment. Cool. So as I go into that room, if enough time has passed, I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. Oh, okay. And bye-bye, second-level spell slots. And um, once I'm invisible, then I'm going to try to make my way off the ship. Okay. Uh, make me a stealth check with advantage. That's where the good times end, people. It's not bad. It's not bad. It was a 14. It's a crowded ship. It's kind of hard, especially with everybody moving around. If I, Um, I will say, if I get the sense that it's not going to work for me, then it's not going to work for me. Not going to take the unnecessary risk if I you if already I can rolled avoid the it. stealth check. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, no, but I will. I will say that that stealth check. It doesn't necessarily mean anybody notices you, but it does mean it takes longer for you to get off the ship. That's okay. Um, you have to wait for openings, but while you're waiting, uh, you see Walter Dine come below decks, kind of pushing past people. Um. And you see him looking around until eventually he spots the crates marked with veneer arms, and he marches right up to them. Uh, the Aladrin, who's still leaning on them, looks up and says, Oh, shit. And uh, Walter walks up, grabs him, and just chucks him aside and pulls out uh, like a like a hunting knife out of his belt and starts prying open the lid of one of these crates. Um, and you see as he finally pops it open, uh, it is full of like straw packing and he starts digging in it until he pulls out a sort of tan cylinder that has a hole in one end and it's completely unmarked. And as he looks at it, he lifts it to his nose and sniffs. Yep. And he turns and looks at the Eladrin, who is about ready to fucking skedaddle. Um, Walter chucks this stick back into the box and 
turns and grabs the Eladrin and slams him up against the sort of mast pole that's coming down. And the rest of the crew like stops to see what's happening. And Walter is just staring at him, not saying a word, but you know there's conversation happening. And after a couple, after like maybe 10, 15 seconds, Walter reaches down and like pushes his coat back and like puts his hand on his gun and the Eladrin starts to panic and he starts to speak out loud. He says, it, it's not, it wasn't my idea. I, it's not, it's Cass, it's not me. And Walter nods, pulls the gun and pistol whips him across the face. <laughs> and the rest of the crew is like ready to jump on him, but Walter still holding the Eladrin turns to one of them and says, if you'd be so kind as to summon the guard, these people are transporting illegal explosives. Oh, and the shit. crew like looks at each other and a couple of them leave and a couple of them come up and like take uh, the Eladra and Constantine and a couple others are like, sir, you can't just, you can't just, you can't just do that. And Walter <laughs> nods and sort of folds his hands in front of him and says, I'm happy to stay right here. And that sort of break in the action is where you'll have your opportunity to get out of Christmas. I'm, I'm gone. Okay. Um, unless there's anything else that would need to take place before I get away. Um, like what? Oh, in case there's any other moments that need to take place with any of the other players, there is something that I do want to do once I'm off the ship mm -hmm. and can find a new hiding spot. Okay. Anybody else have a thing to do as you... Uh, well, no, on Magda. Uh, yeah. While you're sort of waiting, looking for Hector or Christmas or some sign of what you're supposed to do... Uh, you hear a commotion start in the ship, which quickly dies down before a couple sail sailors come climbing up super fast and go running across the pier yelling for guards. I look uh, at, I mean, I try and make eye contact with Noah. Uh, we and soon guards we come rushing. We should <laughs> I am going to assume that has something to do with Walter and not Hector, so I'm not going to move. Okay. Noah's just on the side of the dock. He's like, soon may the Weller man come bring us <laughs> <laughs> some, some drunk asshole joins in with you. Um, but yeah, uh, a few guards rush aboard the ship and uh, a couple minutes <gasps> later... Kitty. A couple minutes later, they come hauling up uh, in a labyrinth, uh, shortly followed by Walter Dine, who is, he, he's in shackles, but they're in front of him. It seems he is, uh, he's not giving them a problem, whereas the Eladrin is, like, constantly struggling and trying to get away from Walter. Um, Walter looks hmm. calm, but pissed. Wait, Walter's and in shackles? He's in shackles. He pistol whipped okay. some dude. That is true. He did. Yeah. 
Assault okay. with a deadly weapon. He's probably, I mean, he seems like he has a lot of connections, so he's probably going to be able to get out whatever he's going to do. But, um, well, speaking of, uh, you you see them brought out onto the pier where the harbor master steps up and demands to know what's going on. Uh, and you hear Walter explain to her that this person who he identifies as Constantine Miros, um, he says that. Uh, the fifth horseman has been smuggling illegal, dangerous goods under his name. And he is not about to let them pass it off as Walter. Um, the harbor master nods and she's, she tries to like interrogate Constantine, but he's just like, get me away from him. I'll tell you anything you want to know. Just get me away from him. Um, and they are separated and taken in different directions. Okay. I'm starting to get antsy because I'm like, I haven't seen Hector or Joan come back down yet or anybody. Can I? I know, so I'm like. Have I been able to find a quiet spot? Yes. Is no one looking? I assume so. Cool. Pistol up in the air. Bang. And what then the I'm going to cast invisibility on myself using a third level spell slot and start heading towards the safe house. Yeah. Almost everybody like ducks and like a few people start scattering. You see crew draw their weapons. You see a few people with guns like get ready. Um, not far away, the guards who were escorting Walter stop and like pull their own weapons. Same with Constantine. Um, and you hear from aboard the ship, uh, Joan starts yelling for Hector, trying to find him. Okay. Is that the signal? Did we agree on that? No. I told no. Magda if if things are going wrong oh, to open that piece of want, paper. That's when you want me to do it? Okay, I'll do I it. I mean, okay, you could have done try. that yeah. when guards were storming onto the ship. But Well, yeah. I was waiting for shit to pop off, but it literally popped off, so you're right. Um, yeah. All right, I'll open the letter. So you open up a little note, and all it has is an address. 139 Vulture Street, uh, basement window. Uh, uh, and I think, hold on, it would also say. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Uh, it would say. Uh, North Warehouse District. Which is the district you're directly next to. Yeah, yep. But I still haven't seen Hector get off. Nope. Or Joan, and she's yelling for him. Yep. It's almost like he's missing. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Shut up! <laughs> yeah, I don't know you're that. You're fucking dungeon master. Don't metagame. You, did <laughs> I know. You, didn't, you didn't tell me, so I'm thinking he's oh. still on there and hasn't I'm, gotten off. I'm right there with you. Uh, like, okay, so, uh, what are we, uh, what are we doing? What's going on? He gave me this address. I think it's where I was supposed to rendezvous, but I, I haven't seen him come off. We have to. I mean, is it possible oh, they snuck him off another way? The address is in Western Old Farron. My bad. Okay. Hmm. Uh, oh, pop you. 
guy. Well, I'll pop you guys over the locks landing map for the moment. Uh, okay, nope. I'm I'm running out of the ship. Yay! All right. Okay. Uh, hold God on a second. It. Don't. What are you doing? Yeah, oh. she's gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm gone. I'm, I don't say anything back. All right. Is she? You. Uh, hold on. Is she far enough? I want to make sure you're not out of my range because this might. I might be able to do this fast enough. Um. You have time for a reaction. Sure. It's yeah. it's touch. So as she's running, I'm going to. I'm gonna smack her on the back and catch cast cast invisibility. Oh, okay. So you just Perfect. disappear. Okay. I'm like nobody okay. can see you. Bye. And I start. Oh, leaving. I'm walking away. Okay. <laughs> Other than the people who just clearly saw her get turned invisible. People um, saw. You're in a crowd. Yeah, we are in oh. a crowd. Well, as I work my way back through the crowd, I'm also going to uh, put my hand on my chest and like duck behind somebody, cast Alter Self, and turn myself into a dragonborn, and then keep walking. Make a stealth check. Okay. Do I get advantage? No. Do I get anything? No. Uh, that's going to be a nine, but I'll use my Flash of Genius to bring it to a 13. 13, okay. Yep, you head along, and a couple people look at you, like, really suspiciously, but there's other shit happening, so they're, like, least of our worries here. Just I'm keep sorry, that in mind. Disguise self. Okay. <laughs> Not alter. Um, But, uh, yeah, Magda, you managed to dodge around people and charge up onto the ship, uh, where you see uh, Joan is... Uh, standing over the, like, open hatches, yelling down, uh, asking if anyone has seen Hector, and basically asking what the fuck is happening. Uh, Maria Orozco, who is uh, up on the aft castle, comes running down, um, and she goes actually down into the hold to see what the hell happened, because she thinks, based on the sound of a you know, gunpowder going off. She thinks somebody fucked up and there might be a hole in the ship. So. Yeah. Um, what quick thing. I am staying in the area. I'm going to try to get up someplace high. You, this area is pretty flat, so you'd have to climb something. Okay. We'll get back to that. Go okay. ahead. Uh, Man. Um, um, okay. So, if I go talk to Joan, she's not going to be able to see me, so she'll be like, ah, ghost. Uh, <laughs> you can, I would say with basic invisibility, you, how long does it last? One yeah. hour. Shit. I uh, want, I like the idea of staying invisible, but I don't know. And, and Christmas is invisible right now, too? You have no idea where he is. Well, no, I'm asking, like, Coop, you're, you have invisibility, right? So there's no way that I'd be able to see you no. if you were to cross me. Okay. He's not even on the ship. Are you not? I thought you nope, were. not anymore. No, he's been Dude, off the ship for we're a while. all gone. We're all, yeah. everyone's off the ship. You're the only you're one. The only right. one. Cruel, no metagaming. Cruel. Shut up. <laughs> What would Mac do? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I am going to run over to Joan. And okay. I'm going to uh, touch her on the shoulder and be like, don't panic, I'm invisible. It's me, it's Magda. Like, in her ear. Make a persuasion check. 
constitution saving throw. That's <laughs> <laughs> a 10. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, as soon as you grab her, she like turns and sees no one's there. And as you're trying to tell her, she reaches out and like grabs onto you, like ready to literally chuck you overboard. Joan, it's me. And she she like stops. She's like, Ooh. it's Mag. What? It's Magda. What is happening? I just need to know where my dad is. Is he still on the ship? I don't know. I can't. He was supposed to come back to me. Well, okay. So why are you invisible? Uh, it's a long story. It's been it's a long story. Uh, okay. I did have uh, a friend of mine on the ship too, so he might have gotten him off. I'm not sure. <laughs> why didn't you? Why? Why didn't you tell me anything? I. There's been a lot of shit going on. I'm sorry. And I you couldn't I, I haven't seen you in six fucking okay. years. Well, I know. I know. Still it's haven't. been such a long story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it's such a long story. I so know. So he's 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 off the ship. He's safe. I th I don't know. I think so. I'm assuming he is. I'm assuming that that little shot was. You know what? Maybe that was my sign to leave. Uh, cool. I just panicked because I thought my what dad is, was still in here. Hold on, do you know what's happening with the, these other people? The, Mr. Dine and- Walter Dine is a bad person. You need to stay as far away from him as possible. But there- How did he- I don't understand what's happening, Magda. He you, was already on the ship. How did he walk back onto the ship? It's- I don't- I don't know. There's some- there's something using his face. He- What?! Okay, no, alright, listen. You're gonna- how long- you're gonna be in town for like two days? Yeah? Yes. Yeah, okay. <sighs> well, meet up- meet me at the meat hall tomorrow morning. And we'll have a drink and I will ex- Uh, which one are we seeing? <laughs> Y'all and Druna. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah. I'll explain everything. We'll have a drink. We'll catch up. Tits ahoy. I mean, better. Tits ahoy. I don't know what I said. Uh, yeah. Mm, cookies. I promise. <laughs> and okay. milk. Should I? Should I come along? Should I bring Jared? You can bring Jared. It's fine. I would prefer to keep you. Keep your dad out of this. Yeah. Starting to, we'll talk about it. Just go, and if you find out he's not off the ship, just let me know. Come back. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll get him out of one of the fucking gun ports if we have to. If things are really that dangerous. Okay. But go before I look like a fucking crazy person talking to Eric. Okay. All right. I'll give her a little pat on the shoulder. Yeah, and she like grabs I'm... you and like she finds your head and kisses you on the forehead. She's like, I love you. It's nice to see you again. Yeah, you too. <laughs> like the hat cap, by the way, and then I run off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you take off. All um, of these people love Magda so much and she's such a turd about it. This was before yeah. I was a turd. Well, yeah. she knew the person that I was before I was a turd. Yeah. That's pretty cool was, back then. Magda was nice once. 
Mm-hmm. She had a lot of friends. A lot of people. I was really like, about yeah. Mm-hmm. Except one she was that bad popular girl in high school. Not necessarily. No, I was just like, <laughs> I was like the really nice girl, like the one that like kind of everyone could talk to. Oh, you not were me. just the popular people. You were me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. outcast that everybody used. <laughs> um, wow. But yeah, I don't know if she was necessarily an outcast, but like, no, Magda was not an outcast. No. Um, she's now though. So you hoof it off the ship. Um, and uh, Noah, you're sitting there with Jasper, like, what the fuck is happening? What's going on? Oh, um, God. Is there, are people still panicking about the shot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a ton of guards arriving. They're getting ready to literally lock down the ship. I didn't see you change into Dragonborn, did I? No. All right. Well, Jasper is still visible. You can find him. Okay. Yeah. I'll give Jasper a little boop on the nose and be like, all right, let's go. Safe house. And (laughs) he just like pulls back like a dog. Just like, I will follow Jasper. And as, uh, should I kind of want to just be chaotic a little bit? Um, uh no it's okay we're good i'll save that trick for another day so uh magda i assume being that jasper's kind of leading um he knows you've given him the address of the safe house too yeah cool um jasper is so innocent and lovely that you can walk like a block away and he can just walk up to somebody be like excuse me do you know where vulture street is (laughs) and they'll be happy to tell him um Christmas, uh, what are you doing? I'm going to the safe house. Like that okay. immediately just beelining it. To yeah, the safe house. I'm gonna swing by the mead hall. Because fucking that's food truck's sitting there. Oh, that's I was a gonna big say, out of the way. I was Is say, it? Yeah, look, look at the, 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 the map. Um the where the safe house is here. Okay. Yolandruna is up here. Oh fuck. Okay, well, I don't want Spoostrock to sit in there twiddling his thumbs. Uh, I'm waiting for your dad. Yeah. But we're bringing my dad to the safe house now. You don't know he that. doesn't know that. I don't know Neither that. Neither have you. I know, I'm that's him why I was, chips. That's why I was trying to bring him along. All right. So. I guess uh, you're just staying you all, You all head well, also, the safe Also, by the time house. you get there, I'll already have Hector and be on my fucking way probably you all head for the safe house <laughs> um and uh as you get onto vulture street this is a it's kind of slummy area of town uh this edge of a very old part of the city that's next to the docks it's pretty cheap and worn down um and you head down vulture street which you only have an idea that it's vulture street because it's missing its sign uh you only have an idea because one of the businesses on the street has like a vulture-shaped sign. Um, But you head down and sort of follow through these winding old roadways and eventually find the correct address. Um, I would say uh, you guys, being that Christmas had to go off a distance to like hide and wait for a second, you guys would all arrive around the same time. If I see Magda... I'm invisible. She's invisible. Oh, gosh. Do I see Jasper? You see Jasper and a dragonborn. I see. Mm -hmm. Okay. I will... 
at some point along the way, I will have dropped invisibility. Uh, Jasper. Yeah. It's it's he he looks like Hector Renly. Uh, and he turns and looks at the dragonborn like, is that him? I don't know. Uh, you, Mr. Renly? uh, yeah, uh, uh, describe yourself. What is that? What do you say, describe to, you say to people? Does it, you might just immediately know that that's Noah, even though it's a dragonborn. Describe yourself. No, it's, um, declare yourself. Oh, declare yourself. That's the word. I couldn't think of it. Can I, I like describe yourself or identify yourself. yourself? Can I can I roll an insight to see if I can tell that that's Noah just based off of that? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm Hector. Your DC is I'm like 65. And I like long there's the nat one. There's Ooh. the nat one. Jasper uh. has a new buddy that you have never seen before. <laughs> Uh, I'm. I'm. He's wearing Noah's clothes. I'm. I'm looking <laughs> yeah. over at this like dragonborn, like very, very worried, and looking at Jasper and just being like, "Well, I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. I have the. Uh, I have the the wrong, wrong person." What? No, no. You are you Hector? I start backing away. Well, hold on. Wait. No, we're here for. We're here for Magda. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm sorry. I I I have the wrong person. I Sorry, you look you're not I, I don't know. Oh god. What do I do? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Uh you know, just tell him, you know, we do you need a treat or like a like a donut or something, Mr. <laughs> Renly? Will that help you out? Now you know. Yeah, now you know. Now I know. Okay. Oh, god damn it, Noah. That's probably the stealthiest <laughs> you've ever been. Um. Nope. Nothing from Magda <laughs> the whole time. Seeing her dad time. right there. Nothing. What did was I around? You're with Noah and Jasper. Oh, oops. <laughs> the whole time I did that because I wanted to see what Magda would oh do. Oh my god! Let's assume, I realize I let's assume Magda was this stunned in silence. Such a cluster. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Could have ran into her and she wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> I thought I wasn't God there. Damn. You okay, Harris? Are you Slash okay? <laughs> I start pulling off the disguise. Yeah. It's me. Someone fucking go get Fustrock. Oh, I'm also here, but I. Jeez, you can't oh, see me. Christ. I'm sorry. I, wait, I thought. No, no it turned I, me invisible. I thought we were taking Hector to- where is Hector? Yeah, where is Hector? <laughs> is Christmas, anyone around? Is, is anyone Hector? around? Is anyone around? No, this is a pretty abandoned street. Okay. He's in the safe house. If you don't want to see him, this is when you get to- If you want to go get Fustrock, that's fine. We're gonna get him, we're gonna bring him to, um, Noah's folks. Did you guys just leave me sitting in a fucking mead hall for no <laughs> goddamn reason? This is why I wanted to go get you, so you were just sitting there doing nothing. I Jasper was... volunteers and races away. 
<clears throat> now there's a dragonborn, an invisible person. We are going and to, a Christmas. We're going to wait until Fustrock gets back here before we do anything. Okay. So I... you all stay out here, and I'm going to go check to make sure everything's okay. I'm going to say, how long has it been? How long has it taken us to walk? over here uh to this spot probably 20 minutes okay uh so i probably only got a half hour left on yeah invisibility uh maybe i i might hide once this is one off and just tail you guys as you go down the street try and just make sure you make it there and everything like that but yeah okay I'll... I'm still going to stick with you I'm just not going to I'm not going to okay you good? yeah I'm good I'm gonna go check on the safe house. Okay. Um, uh, I just, I sorry, I need to retroactively do something. I just realized that I made a mistake. Uh oh. Uh, the moment that I cast dis, no disguise self isn't concentration, so that means I can do that. You while did still alter holding. self. No, no, I did disguise, disguise self. self. Just name. Oh, okay. was it? Oh, okay. It's not concentration, so invisibility stays up. Yes. Okay, just making sure that I didn't fuck that up. All right, continue. Sorry. Yep. Uh, so Christmas ducks down into the uh, basement window of this abandoned building. Uh, you've scoped out this place well in advance, um, and it looks pretty looks pretty much the way you left it. Um, aside from like a chair moved here or there, uh, there is a sort of musty old table and a bunch of rotting chairs and stools around. You guess that probably at some point this was used as like a speakeasy or like a like a gambling den, but it's long been abandoned. Yeah, that's on uh, but but as you as you get down here um and you head for this side room that you basically set up as a safe room that's like out of the way and kind of hard to see unless you know where it is. Uh, you get over to it and the door is broken. No. Uh-uh. No sign uh-uh. of Gwen, no sign of Hector. No, 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 no. And oh, no. no sign of Lorcan. Sounds like Taylor got tired of voicing so many NPCs in the party. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll have you know I love my NPCs dearly. The door is broken and it is open, so I can like see into it, or it's broken it, and I it can't It is literally, see into the room. it is literally somebody walked up to it in like movie style, just bam down to the ground. They didn't just kick it open, they kicked it off the hinges. Wasn't me. <laughs> Wasn't me. Oh, okay, good. Oh, God. 
I have to try to find some sort of clue. Make um, an investigation check. I am going to first use a third level spell slot to cast Enhance Ability on myself. Mm-hmm. To do... What's the intelligence one? I'm just double checking. Fox is cunning. Okay, so I just want to double check to make sure it was only the advantage and not something else. Some of them have like other things, so investigation. We'll jump on break here in a minute. <clears throat> Pretty not great. That's a 13. Uh, you spend a, mem- uh, a moment scrabbling around in the dust and discarded barrels. Um, you do see like footprints in the dust, but they're of all you guys, basically, uh, from moving in and out of this place. Um, the only thing that you find... Uh, is not in this room in particular. Uh, it's in the main sort of room where the table is. Uh, one of the chairs is uh, off to the corner. You wouldn't have noticed it at first. Uh, one of the chairs is damaged. That's not just rot. It's sort of been thrown against a wall. Um, and you see a uh, a small spatter of blood against the side of it and the wall. Oh my god, I think I just realized who it might be. I think I know who it might be too. I'm sure you're all wrong. (laughs) Probably. Because I'm desperately trying to think. There were literally three of us that knew about this place. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm gonna slip in because he's taking too long. Can Uh, I make an insight check to basically like retroactively look through the plan the whole 10 days and just try to find something I missed just a hole somewhere just if there was anything okay natural 20 Hey! That's 20. All right. Oh, God. I have to Um, just, I have to figure out what makes sense here. Okay. I have to reward a natural 20. I know natural 20s in, like, normal D&D are like, it doesn't matter if it's a skill check, but it matters. Uh, If it helps, it's a 24. So, going back through it all, you know that the only... The only people you made specifically aware of this place were Lorcan and Gwen. The only other person that you had regular contact with other than the crew was Daisuke. And if you'll recall, this is one of the... I'm not saying this is it. I'm saying this is a possibility popping up in your head. Um, Daisuke has a problem with debt and loan sharks. So that pops into your head. Maybe they found him, found you thinking it was him. Um, another is that you... Lorcan is, of course... How can you not be suspicious in this situation? Um, Lorcan has, you know, a whole century missing from his memory. You know that he's been possessed before. You know that he has some shade to his past. So 
could be him, could be something related to him. And then there's Gwen, who, as far as you know, loved you and Sala more than anybody else, but she did work for Tristan Kepler. And you're all sure that Walter was aware of Hector, and Walter knows Tristan well. And Walter has seen you. On the other side of the fucking planet, though. That's the thing. You know Walter has teleportation abilities. He doesn't know that we have teleportation abilities. Yeah. Well, that we don't. Sense if he's we just have friends that do. Yeah. And Unless they know he we has some sort of connection to... Alistair or Nyx. But These I are the possibilities that pop into your head. Yeah. And I will tell you for a natural 20 that these are the most likely options. But I cannot uh, give you the answer. Nope, that's okay. I'm, I'm gonna come up behind him then and go, where are they? Where are they, Christmas? You said they were supposed to be here. Fucking hell. I'm gonna. I'm looking around everywhere too. You'll like, find the blood splatter and the broken door. Is there anything else that I can find? Let's jump on break before I go into that. Uh, okay. Things ain't so holly uh, jolly for Christmas yeah. right now. Otherwise, this is never gonna stop. <laughs> no. Yeah. But yeah. We will be back in about ten minutes. I hate this. Yeah. I hate it. We'll see y'all soon. All right, now you may chatter as much as you would like to. Fuck you, Taylor. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, that break was full of theorizing and anger did at you, me. Did you guys know I get two experimental elixirs now? That's dope. Yeah, it's awesome. Per day. I'm so excited. I have something now that I can show off immediately after we start playing again. Oh, okay. All right. Can I talk about what it is? Well, first, Magda, make me an investigation check. I'm not there. Okay. You're outside with Jasper. Yep. Well, Jasper's gone. I'm by myself. Oh, yeah. Jasper's gone. Yeah. Does this have to do with Fae Fiend or Undead? No, you're searching for clues of what happened. Okay. 14. Retail. 14. Or wait, okay. wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where's my investigation? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. 17. I was looking Much at the better. Stage. Awesome. Uh, so, in that case, I get to show you something that Christmas couldn't find. Oh, no. um, you, you're looking around this disturbed area where this broken chair is, um, and something catches your eye in the corner that's just a little out of place. Uh, you notice a hat that has this big, like, slash across the brim. Um... <clears throat> And it's just like a black Stetson hat with a black band. Uh, but tucked into the band of the hat, and also this hat has like a blood stain on it, you notice there's a playing card. A two of hearts. Uh, I'm gonna pluck the playing card uh, out of the brim, and I'm gonna hold it up. Like, this look familiar. 
Uh, two things. One, does the card look like it's the same design as the one that's on my tattoo? And two, does the card mean anything to me? What does the card... Mm. Oh yeah, you have the holdout device tattoo. Yeah. Wait, no, I knew that. Yes, it looks a lot like it. Same style, not the same number. But then again, these are both classic styles. You right. could find this deck, deck anywhere in the world. I also got that tattoo during the time that I can remember. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I thought you got it during the time that you couldn't. Never mind. Okay. No. Gotcha. Um, yeah, does the card mean anything to me? It's two of hearts. Does the hat Out mean of... anything to me? Uh, it's pretty nice black stats that it's ruined now. Um... Make me a history check. And I'll say, Magda, you can make a history check, too. Five. Thirteen. Mm. Oh. Hmm? Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, as you pick this card up and you, like, look at the back of it and you see this uh, nice printed design, this is a mass-produced card that's, like, laminated and everything. Um, which is on the slightly more expensive side, uh, because all this, like, mass-producing is still pretty new. Um, or not mass-produced, it's not mass-produced. They don't have mass-production of that yet, sorry. Higher quality materials. Whatever, I know what I mean. Um, <laughs> it is a nice, crisp card. Uh, it looks uh, fairly new. Um... But you recognize uh, the design because you've played with this set of cards before. This this like type. Um, this is a this is an Urskar poker deck card. This is used in tournaments in Urskar. Um, typically, usually only played by rich people. Or people who have an in. Gamblers. Uh, it is the choice deck of dealers who work aboard uh, riverboats and trains uh, in Amnobolin. Uh, and you could probably find a deck of these at nice bars. I will say that to Christmas and go, oh, we. Are we looking for somewhere nice then? Maybe the, a back room of a nice bar or something? I know who we're looking for. <clears throat> I swear to God, if this is your fucking bullshit coming in to bite us in the ass. Is it Tristan? I don't think it's Tristan. I think I made a who mistake. The sailor that I fucking... There's a... Not a sailor. There's a dark worker that I... He's been chatting up the whole week, basically. He's got some gambling debt, I think, and... But I don't know how he would have known about this. I shove him on the shoulder, and I'm like, if you would have clued us in at all, at any point... As soon as you shove him, both of his hands are crackling with purple lightning. Not trying to fight you, I'm just. If my dad has a scratch on him, I'm having your fucking head. I hate to tell you this, Magda, he already didn't look great, and everything that I fucking did 
was to protect him. Everything that I did. Yeah, well, it wasn't enough. What? It wasn't enough, now was it? And I'm going to turn and I'm going to leave. What would you have done? Run onto the ship? I did run onto the ship. Because I didn't see him come off. Because I didn't know, Christmas. I know you think you're some sort of mastermind. And you have everything figured out. But you're part of a team, alright? And this is my life, alright? It isn't a mission of yours. So, next time, clue us the fuck in. Now I'm gonna leave. Okay. Oh, mom and dad are fighting. Kushchuk, <laughs> <laughs> my dear, sweet Minotaur boy. You are waiting in Mjol and Druna. What are you doing while you're waiting? Um, Playing cards? It was <laughs> no struck all along. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's the big bad. <laughs> I got a 51 card deck. Guess which one's missing, fuckers. <laughs> I would laugh so hard if you were actually the bad guy. Um, comes yeah. in in a cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, there. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm quite literally waiting. Um, and getting... Like, not even at a table. Like, he's kind of, like, posted up off to the side. Um, and just kind of keeping an eye out the door. But, like, he's starting to get impatient. Mm -hmm. And feeling like things have gone sideways and wondering whether or not he needs to leave. Okay. Um, so after the crew, everybody leaves to get to the docks at 10 a.m. And you know that you should expect Hector between uh, 11.30 and noon. Roughly. Potentially a little bit later. But your cutoff time of like an oh shit button, uh, Lorcan told you was uh, 1 p.m. If you see and hear nothing by then, like lock Chris and Chips down because something's happened. <clears throat> And uh, as it's getting close to noon at this point, um, you're starting to get a little antsy and starting to like look at this big like clock carved out of whalebone on the wall. Um, the doors, which are always standing open during the day, um, they uh, you see a few people walk through, um, look like they're cold and miserable. And then shortly behind them, kind of between two groups, you see a tall, thin, older man in a gray sweater, uh, dark trousers, nice shoes, green eyes. And he steps through and you see blood running down the side of his face. And a couple people look up and are like, what the fuck? As he's just looking around, just, he looks <clears throat> shell-shocked. I would recognize him from the description yes. more than likely. You would have seen from the minor illusion that Christmas was using to figure out what he looked like. You'd know exactly. This is Hector Rentley. All right. I'm, I'm going to go over to him and like just gently because he seems scared and he seems injured. Um, let's go. 
Hector, um, I'm with Magda. Um, he turns and looks up at you, <clears throat> and you see him, like, take a deep breath and try to settle himself, and you can see there's recognition. Someone has told him who you are, and he walks up and puts a hand on your shoulder, like, reaches up to put a hand on your shoulder. He's like, I am so glad to see you. Uh, where, where is she? So she was down on the dock. I'm supposed to get you to a safe place. Is she is she safe? So far What's as happened? I know, yes. What happened to you? I don't know. We we went to this this place, this like basement or something. There was this this tiefling guy who turned into an eladrin, and there was this big tall geary woman and we were getting ready to leave and apparently come to find you and a bunch of people broke into the place and the woman uh gwen she got me out and she told me to run like hell all right so here's what i'm gonna do and i like reach over and i yank a napkin off a table and uh, I'm like, sorry, this is going to be gross. And I like lick it and I wipe the blood <laughs> off the Cow side of his face. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's mostly because blood is going to draw attention. Yeah. You you see, it's not super bad. It, it looks like somebody went to try to knock him out or like down him. It's mm-hmm. a small like <clears throat> hit. It's more of a puncture than a slash. But he seems with it. Like he's got his senses. Okay. Um, I'm going to pull the cardigan out of my bag and I'm going to wrap it around him because he is not really dressed for the cold. No. Um, And I'm going to tell him, okay, so we can't stay here. I need to get you over near the Viceroy's Palace. We're going to go to a hotel. There's people there that we can trust. Everything's going to be okay. Just stick with me, okay? Is Magda coming? Is she going to be okay? She's going to meet us there at some point. I can promise you that. Just twisting the knife. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Hector is like glued to you. He's terrified. You see him constantly scanning. Um, you do notice he has an empty sheath on his thigh. It looks like he had a knife, but it's gone. Um, um, I will give him... Um, I have an, I have a hand axe. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give that to him just to like keep tucked inside the cardigan so that he can defend himself if needed. Yeah. It's not, it's not weird for people to like carry axes on their belts. So he, it's good. But yeah, he's glued to you and we'll follow you. All right. Let's, let's get moving out. And... As you turn toward the door, little Jasper comes skidding through and, like, looks around, sees you. He's like, Hector? Uh... Jasper, well, you, you need to walk with us, bud. Oh, what is happening? I uh, uh, don't I'm, know. I'm hoping that what? you can tell me. I don't, I don't, we found this safe house messed up. 
and he looks at uh, Hector. No, Jasper doesn't know that. No, sorry, he left. He left. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He he's just shocked to see Hector there. He's like, I should. Oh shit. Um, where? And he looks at Hector. He's like, Where's Larkin and Gwen? And Hector just shrugs. He says, Last I saw him, they were at the safe house fight. All right, so apparently somebody didn't tell me all the plan. We're going to have a nice discussion about that later. Right now, we need to get him to Chris and Chips. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, and uh, he he joins onto your side, sort of bracketing Hector in between the two of you, because Jasper may be small, but he's quite a fighter. Um, he is. The and, whole way uh, there, just <clears throat> to keep Hector calm, mm-hmm. Um he doesn't say Magda, but he is definitely telling Hector about the adventures that he and Magda have gone on. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to keep just him to distracted. Like, just to keep him distracted, trying to keep him calm and everything like that, and making sure that he stays with us. Okay. Uh, yeah, you leave the meat hall and head out into or onto the edge of Kevia Market, uh, north of the Brock Pit. The rest of Magda has just come out of the safe house uh, to Noah. Noah, drop the spell, please. Uh, which one? The one that's on me. The- oh, okay. Gone. Thank you. All right. Uh, what? What's going on? Uh, they're gone. Uh, they're gone. So we have to find them. Okay. Uh, they're right. probably at uh, some sort of fancy bar uh, with a lot of gambling and loan sharks. And about this what? time, What's with your on? passive perceptions, you both notice standing at the end of this empty street. There's a man in a long, dark coat with a black Stetson with a playing card in his hat. And he's standing there watching all of you. I take out my Kusari Gama and I point it at him and I'm walking toward him and I'm like, where the fuck are they? I am and, following uh, Magda close behind. You can see... Still is a dragonborn. You can see yep, him still push... Push the edge of his coat back where you see he has a a quick draw holster. Um, and he's like, hold hold on there. There ain't no reason to get violent here. I am just a messenger. We have nothing to do with that tiefling. We met oh, him. Daisuke? No, no, you don't. That's not why we're here. I assume I'm out of the safe house at this point uh, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll drop my Kusarigama to my side then. Yeah. And uh, he he still keeps his hand resting on his gun, but not like not like grabbing it at the ready. And he lowers his hand and he says, I am here on behalf of Mr. Parrish, who would like to speak with all of you. It's Mr. Ah, uh, who's that? Uh, my employer. You would. Oh, whoa, I just switched southern accents. <laughs> my employer. Ah, say, 
my my employer, who's uh, probably would better know him as the dealer. <clears throat> uh, what does that have to do with us? I heard that name. You all are caught up in some uh, dark stuff, we understand. And Mr. Parrish would like to offer you his assistance. You took some people who are very close to us. Oh, in... man. We don't some have Some of them carnally. <laughs> then whose hat did I find down there? Whose hat did you find down there? I'll hold up the playing card. Like, this was in the a Stetson hat, just like yours. I'll hold up the hat. <laughs> oh shit! Your people are in trouble too, then. Someone's in trouble. Maybe we do have a deal, then. Maybe. Uh, this ain't all of you. Where's the rest? Did he say they don't have anyone right now? They don't have anyone. I think it's Tristan, dude. Yeah, I think there's been like some cross, double cross, yeah. double cross going on. Like, yeah. there's some crazy shit. It's I think, absolutely I th Tristan. <laughs> I think that like someone came for Daisuke and then while they were getting Daisuke, yeah. then Tristan and his game. <laughs> yup. <laughs> no, so like, because Lorcan looked like Daisuke, so right. they were following him, and then they're like, oh shit, it's Lorcan, like, what the fuck? And then someone yeah. was following Gwyn, and was yeah. like, oh god. Yeah, so it was yeah. just like, it was the Spider-Man meme where everyone's pointing at each other. Yeah. <laughs> I, I basically, like, this is so complicated, it's called the Sailor's Knot. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hold it's on. really not that complicated. Hold on, hold on. How yes, do sir. you know about us, and how do you know about this place? I don't know shit. I'm just here on behalf of Mr. Parrish. Mr. Parrish sounds like he's wrapped up in some much bigger shit than we anticipated. Well, uh, yeah. who does the bloody hat belong to? Oh, that would uh, that'd probably be Kim. If it's a two of hearts, it's Kim. Uh, Can't say I'm what, surprised. Can anybody <laughs> tell me what's going on? I just, I'd like, people are missing? I would rather not talk about all this out in the open. Uh, and Mr. Parrish will be able to inform you of more. How quickly can Mr. Parrish get shit done? Because we have some people who might be in danger right now. Well... Considering the fact that Mr. Parrish has access to an entire deck's worth of people, if you will, and he taps the playing card on his hat, and he's a rather respected gentleman in these parts, we can get shit done pretty fast. What's his card? Hmm? What's, What's his card? Uh, let me check. Oh, this, this guy's? Yeah. yeah, this guy. This guy's the Jack of Diamonds. Ooh. Taste. Um, Did you say haste? No, I said taste with a T. Oh, taste. <clears throat> you guys, we've been to the bathhouse enough. You guys know that he has a jack of hearts tattooed on his on his forearm. Yeah, yeah. but you, that has nothing. I look over at Christmas, so I'm like, this has nothing to do with you. 
I don't fucking know anymore. Oh, God. All right. Lead the way. No, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. You're not here for Daisuke. No. We know of Daisuke. We knew he was wrapped up in some shit with you. We've seen you poking around. Okay, then what the fuck was was your friend Kim doing here? Let's move That's... to a safer location yes. so we can talk about oh this. Needless to say, my friend, I don't know what Kim's gotten himself uh, mixed up in, but he wasn't supposed to be here. Let's go. And he turns and starts heading northeast. Uh... I'm going to follow and um, kind of, I'm going to have Magda fill me in on what's going on because nobody's explained to me what's happening. I've told yet. you that they're gone. You just said people are gone, but like, I don't have any details. So once well, you give me the details um, from the back, I'm going to be writing into my sending scroll and I'm sending it to Chris okay. and be like, things have gone wrong. We're okay. Be on your guard and okay. send it off immediately. All right. Well, this is about Foostruck gets shot. <laughs> Don't worry, Foostruck. she doesn't have a gun. Also, he knows you. Yeah. Foostruck, my dear, sweet, darling boy. Stop saying that. <laughs> You're fucking dead. Uh, yeah. You Again. arrive. At oh, I'm the... anticipating it. <laughs> you arrive at the beautiful. Uh, fucking Biltmore-esque Century Gate Hotel, which stands right outside of the Viceroy's Palace, outside of the estate walls. If you Uh, kill my parents, I swear to God. And as you step up, the first thing you notice is that there are guards everywhere. The doors are roped off. <gasps> there is a wagon there drawn by horses. Uh, there are a number of stretchers being brought out of the hotel covered with sheets. Oh! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Jasper, keep an eye on him. Yeah, okay. Well, at least back off to the bad. side. Yeah, and he takes Hector and moves away out of direct sight of the Century Gate Hotel. Um, I'm going to approach a guard. Yeah, you see uh, one of these men in the white maroon tabards just standing there with a spear, keeping an eye on the door, making sure nobody walks in that's not supposed to. You see him turn away a couple people who are like, how dare you? We're staying here. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Get away. Um yeah, Man after my own heart. I love that style of customer service. <laughs> <laughs> question, yeah. question, yeah. real quick. Sorry, yeah. follow up. When I sent the scroll, did it go? Yep. Okay. Booster. Uh, yeah. As you approach him, he immediately starts into the. I'm sorry, you can't go in. There's been a problem. Please. I kind of, I kind of assume that. Um, I was supposed to be meeting some friends here. Um, what the hell happened? Uh, we're not really supposed to disclose much, but um, and he glances over toward the wagon <clears throat> where the obvious bodies are being loaded in. He says, short, long story short, somebody attacked uh, 
some guests and staff. Um, can I roll an insight check to see if this guy seems trustworthy? Uh, trustworthy? Go for it. I mean, my insight sucks dick, but, you know. Oh, yeah, it's even worse. Uh, I got a three. I'm sure that he seems like the most trustworthy motherfucker I've ever met. Well, not even necessarily that, but you know he's withholding information. You're not going to get anything out of him. The people I'm supposed to be meeting here um, would have been some high profile folks a gnome and a mercoptera last name Barago would you be willing to come talk to the captain oh god oh god um Is this like a threatening kind of way? No. Like he thinks I'm a suspect? Or uh, I would say with that insight check, you're not sure. That's fair. <laughs> it's suspicion, um, but you don't know if it's like, are you the fucker that did this? Or if it's like, wait, how do you know these people? Um, so I'm going to look. <laughs> I'm, I know that Jasper yeah, is watching, uh, watching me. Yep. Um, so I'm just going to kind of like give him like uh, a wave that basically just says like, stay where you're at. Um, and I'll just say, yeah, I can, uh, if, if it's going to help find out what the hell happened here, I'm happy to do it. Okay. Um, and you see him, he yells over at somebody and says, go, go get the captain, bring him here. Tell him it's important. And uh, this younger guard goes running off. Uh, but soon, pretty soon, uh, a much more heavily, like, decorated but less heavily armored uh, man steps and sort of ducks under the rope at the front of the hotel. Um, and as he steps out, you see he's got, like, slicked black, uh, slick, woo! slicked back black hair and a curled mustache. Um because we're going full Wild West here. <laughs> uh, but he steps out and walks up, sort of nods to the, the other guards as uh, sergeant. Um, I understand my attention was needed. And the sergeant says, uh, <clears throat> Captain, uh, he said he knows the Baragos. And the captain nods and says, well, uh, how close are you with them? Um, I mean, I actually just saw them not too terribly long ago. I'm currently traveling with their son. <laughs> I gotta stop looking at Ash. Uh, and uh, <laughs> she he, just looks like anxiety incarnate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he he nods and he says, "We would like to talk to their son as soon as possible. We've sent out a." Uh, a letter to be sent by the post office to him. It should be on its way soon. Is do you know if he's in the city? He uh, he is, um, and I just I wave Jasper over. Do you want him to bring Hector? 
I assume yes. he's going to bring Hector because he's not leaving. Yeah, there. I want I um, want him to bring Hector. Yeah. But Jasper, I don't. I want Hector nowhere left alone at this okay. point. Yeah, Jasper comes over, sort of leading Hector by the hand, and the captain nods to the two of them. Um, says, "Well, I I can't discuss everything that's happened, but Mister Barago is." pretty badly injured and Mrs. Barocco is missing. Jasper, I need you to go get Noah now. Gone. We have our own messenger boy. We don't have I mean, he's the only one that knows where Noah would be, so right. mm-hmm. <laughs> we just don't have to find random orphans on the road to deliver our mail for us. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't talk about orphans right now. No, my heart is pounding a mile a minute. (laughs) Yay! Finally looped Noah in. Yay. Oh, Jesus. If you don't come preset with trauma, I'm going to give you some. No, I know. But, uh, yeah, Jasper takes off and Hector sticks close to you. Um, Captain uh, says, could I get your name, sir? Uh, Fustrak Wildborn. And he has the sergeant write it down for him. He says, well, um, if you do see Mr. Barago, uh, please let him know to uh, either come down here to the Viceroy's Palace. We have a... Uh, he points out a building. He says, we have a marshal's office right there. Um, I uh, He uh, introduces himself as, let's say... I need a name. Uh, Bob. Jeff. No. Tim. Captain Bob Jeff. Got it. <laughs> Captain Bob Jeff. <laughs> this here's my boy, Bob Jeff. Uh, it's Bob Hef. Thank you very much. <laughs> His name is going to be Captain my name is Bob Jeff. <laughs> We're going to name him Captain Garrett. <clears throat> He is uh, a captain in the Warden's Guild. Okay. And he um, points you to a marshal's office where you can... Yeah. Um, I have the feeling that we ain't going to need to be... Uh, that you aren't going to need to wait too terribly long. My, uh, my friend that I sent off uh, knows where Noah is and uh, should be bringing him along fairly quickly. Good. Um... Once we can get a chance to talk to him, we'll let him know where his father is and uh, get to work on figuring out what happened here. Just uh, just out of curiosity, do we know what the assailant looked like? And he glances toward the wagon and says, other than Mr. Barago, nobody else is alive to tell us. And he's out cold. Does it seem like the Baragos were targeted? Yes. They were attacked in their room. I think it was Walter. I think it was Walter. And about this time, Noah, you hear a pop and a golden scroll, uh, sorry, a golden envelope drops in front of you. Not a scroll, envelope. It's a Vodro Post envelope. 
I pull it open while we're walking. Yeah. Um, by this point, you guys have reached uh, the east side of Kevia Market, east of Braca Pit. Um, and as you open it, you see it is an official letter from the White Wardens Guild of Locks Landing uh, telling you that your parents were attacked in their hotel rooms. Multiple people were killed, your father was badly injured, and your mother is missing. You are asked to report to the marshal's office close to the Viceroy's Palace as close or as soon as possible. I stop in my tracks. And then Walter, or sorry, not Walter, Jasper ah! comes. Walter's like, Shut <laughs> Walter. Walter. Walter comes. <laughs> fucking Jasper. Walter pops up and was like, peekaboo, motherfucker. Uh, Jasper comes shrieking across the market. Oh, God, that would be horrible for yeah, Walter would. to walk up into Noah's face. She'd be like, where's your mother? Oh, it's awful. Bitch. <laughs> But no, Jasper comes streaking across the market and he spots you guys from afar. And he's like, Noah! Noah! I am not paying attention. <laughs> I'm absolutely zeroed in on this letter. Yeah. Jasper, what? Where's Fish oh, Truck? Noah. You, uh, he's at the. Okay? He's, uh, I, he has Hector. He has Hector. As soon what? as they. Who has Hector? As soon as they Fish start talking, I drop the letter and I take off. I, uh, Noah! Oh God. Uh, somebody attacked the hotel. Uh, I what? follow Noah. Come on, come on. And he takes off, and the guy with the playing card in his hat says, Oh, shit. All right. Where do you, where do you want us to meet you? Say where. where. Uh, hold on one second. Let me look at the map. Um, <laughs> one half second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's like, hold he on. Let me get this map this. out of my pocket real quick. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um... He's going to tell you to meet them at... Oh, shit. Where's a good place for these people? Uh, he tells you to meet them at Molinark Station. Uh, I hesitate for a moment. Uh, just being like, should I follow or should I follow this guy to the parish or whatever? But hearing that Hector's the face trap, then mm -hmm. I'm just going to be like... We'll meet you there. Uh, I promise. Soon. Right. Take care of what you got. And he heads off. Uh, you guys streak across the market with uh, Noah in the lead. And you arrive upon the same scene. This uh, beautiful built more house-esque hotel with a bunch of roped off entrances, guards everywhere, and a wagon being loaded with bodies. I'm hanging back. I'm blending into the crowd. You guys would be able to spot Foostrock from afar. Magda, you see Hector. Yeah. Even um, after so long, you recognize him immediately. His hair's a little grayer, and he's a lot thinner, but he's I, there. I pause, like, deer in the headlights, and then I just, like, slip behind people as quickly as possible. Okay. Is the guard still next to Foostrock? Yeah, the, it literally took minutes for okay. this all to happen. I would like to try and get close as possible so I can hear what's going on still mm -hmm. between the group. If I see Magda is doing this, <laughs> despite all of the bullshit that just happened, I'm going to look at her and say, do you want to be invisible? I can do it one more time. 
That would be nice, thank you. Okay, third level spell slot. I'm going to turn Magda invisible. I skid to a stop next to Fustrock and the guard, and I look at him and I'm like, where's my dad? Uh, the the captain looks down at you and says, uh, who, who, I'm sorry, who are you? I'm Noah Barago, where the fuck is my father? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, he, uh, he says, uh, we've had him taken to the nearest hospital, and he points, uh, over into the Eastbjorn district, um, and he, he gives you an address. I'm not gonna come up with an address, I don't need it. Uh, there's a central area right here with this courtyard. Uh, the hospital surrounds that. I, I'm gone. That's it. I'm not right. hanging around. Gone. Okay. I'm going to Noah. Okay. They're gone. I'm going to thank uh, Captain Garrett, and then I'm going to uh, take Hector and follow. I'm following them. Um, Jasper reassumes his spot, sort of bracketing Hector in between himself and Fustruck. And Magda, you'll notice Jasper look around a little bit, like looking for you, but then you see him like remember and he's like, and continues following. Uh, Eastbjorn Eastern uh, Hospital is a pretty big place. Uh, Noah, once you get there, um, it's I'm not for the sake of brevity. I'm not going to go through the all like who are you, how are you related, yeah. kind of shit. This is so hard for um, me to be like serious in this accent now. Yeah. I'm going to have to try. Where's my father? It's the beginning of Fargo yeah, versus the end of Where'd Fargo. Where would he go? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to yeah, try. You, you managed to get in. Um, the hospital staff basically tell you like, please don't take your entire group in there with you, like a couple people at a time, maybe. Um, but, uh, you get Chip's room number, and, uh... Uh, the only person with me is Christmas, right? Everybody else went with Foostrock? Well, I thought they were we, all... They I'm were following you. All yeah. came yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. We followed. Um, yeah. I'm gonna turn to Christmas and tell him, be like, okay, so just, uh, just stay behind, alright? And I'm gonna go into Chip's room. Okay. Uh, you find, um, being that Chips is a little more of a high-profile person, um, they put him in a private room, and also he's fucked up. Um, but as you step into this little room, obviously it's not going to be all the beeps and lights of a modern hospital. It's this yeah. quiet, um, sort of empty-ish room, aside from some cabinets, a counter, uh, there's a couple chairs in here, and there is a, compared to Chip's large cot uh, that he's currently placed on. Um, and as you get in there, uh, he's almost difficult to recognize. Like, if it weren't for the fact that he's clearly like a flying fox bat, you'd be like, oh, wait, is this the right person? With a peg leg. Yeah. Um, yeah. He has, he has like a, a pretty hefty blanket on him because it's it's still winter. Um, and you can see that there's all of these like these like it's not like something scratched him it's like shrapnel ripped past him. Um, the side of his face is just in shreds underneath bandages. Um, you can see his nose has a bunch of cuts across it too. Uh, the pretty much top quarter of his left ear is just sheared off 
Um, and uh, he is just covered in bandages and in a very light, loose sort of shirt uh, and just covered up with this blanket. And he is out cold. Does he look like he's been healed at all? Is there anybody in this room? With uh, you, yeah, there there would be a person in here with him because he's kind of in a critical condition. Uh, you see a younger looking woman uh, who is in the sort of dark gray and uh, white of the uh, of the Sentinels of Senna. And mm-hmm. uh, you see at the moment she's uh, holding on to his hand and slowly, very methodically drawing runes. And you can see she's just very slowly um, starting to heal the worst damage. But of course, because she looks works at a hospital, she can't just like completely heal him. She has to save it for other patients. Mm-hmm. But she's keeping him alive and trying to wake him up, basically. I will walk over to his other side without a word and grab his hand and cast Cure Wounds at a second level. Okay, go ahead and roll the HP for that. Uh, that's going to be 7 plus 8, so 15 points of healing. Okay. Uh, yeah, you step up and just, without a thought, spend this spell slot, and the woman's like, uh, uh, who? And Chips, his eyes pop open, and you see one of them uh, is has this like almost crack to the iris, um, oh. and it looks like the uh, actual like eyes, like red, like blood vessels have burst and he kind of squints it a little bit because it hurts um and he like opens his eyes and looks around and you just hear him say oh gosh chris are you okay uh oh god bud and he like squeezes your hand he's like where's your ma i they don't know she's missing and he starts to like pick himself up, but the the lady's no, like, don't. no, 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 Mr. Stay Parker. there. I'll um. She's she's hurt real bad, but you gotta find her. Don't we're gonna find her. What can you what can you tell us about what happened? These these people busted in. They had a bunch of they were kind of mixed up. Some of them had like these green kerchiefs and. Some of them had these, like, hats, and they, one of them had a, this, I think it was like a grenade or something. And uh, they threw as it soon right as he us. says, as soon as he says the green handkerchiefs, I'm going to run over to the door and open it and be like, Christmas, get in here right now. Uh, real, real quick, before I do that, once Noah is in there, I do need to have a 30 second conversation with Hector. Okay. Rewind. Hector. Yeah. Because you you beat me to it. You read my mind. Hector, the people that came in there and attacked you, what did they look like? Uh, they weren't. There was one of them with like this black hat who was kind of calling the shots. And then there were a couple with like these green handkerchiefs over their face. The, the guy in black I think he turned on him I'm not sure what happened 
I am black. Is there anyone there wearing a red coat? Not that I saw. Okay. And then I imagine at that moment, that's when Noah was like, uh, Christmas card here. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say, Boothrock would say something to Christmas too uh, after Noah left. You, uh, you want to explain to me why he's talking about a safe house? Why he came to me bloody and says that people are missing now? When I was the one that was supposed to be escorting him? I set a safe house up ahead of time. I didn't want everyone to know the plan, because when everyone knows the plan, shit goes wrong. told Magda where to go if things went bad. So, I just rolled a 24 to punch Christmas. Cool. That'll hit. That was cool. Oh, shit. <laughs> In a hospital, best place to do it. Yep, sure is. Uh, that is going to be... You're lucky. It's only seven points of damage. <laughs> yeah, just crack, and I imagine that would probably send Christmas to the ground. Uh, a number of nurses like look over, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And they like run over and like try to push you guys apart. Can't do anything to Foostrock at all. So when I like throw oh, open the shit. door, Christmas is oh, on shit. the ground. No wait, invisibility is concentration. It sure is. Sure, sure is. is. As soon as I cast it here, as soon as no, no. Oh wait, it no. It doesn't. Noah has it. Yes, cure wounds is not a concentration no. spell. So the only reason it would ever drop for you is if you are attacked or you attack somebody. Yep. Christmas was the one who put invisibility on Magda. Yep. Oh. As we were yeah. running up to the hotel. Make a constitution yep. oh, check. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, please. That's a six. Magda <gasps> 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 reappears. <laughs> in the middle of the fucking waiting Oh man, room. this just became a bigger clusterfuck, you guys. Yeah. yeah. We're, uh, on, we're on a fucking team, Christmas. You need to fill us in, because otherwise I could have been fucking killed. Hector could be dead right now. So I could have been there helping to protect him, and I could have saved people. I need to resolve this. Hi, Magda. So, she appears, and the nurses are all like, what is happening? And, like, Hector turns and he doesn't recognize you. So he's just scared. He like pushes himself behind Fustrak. And then Fustrak says, hey, Magda. Yeah. <laughs> and I stare at Hector for a little bit. Yeah, he's he like leans out. And I turn around and I bolt. Uh, I like run down the hall, like, take a corner, and then I find, like, an empty room, and I just shut the door. Yeah. Um, the rest of you see Hector, like, take a step and, like, about to reach out for her, but she's gone. And he stops. I put a hand on, on Hector's shoulder, and then I hold the other one out to Christmas to help him up. I don't take it get up on my own uh That's doors open fair. i'm like are right, you you coming in let's go yeah man noah missed a lot 
<laughs> I just saw him on the floor. I was just like, what yeah. are you doing? Uh, but yeah, Christmas, you, you step in and see a very fucked up Chip Baraka. I kind of, I'm pretty close to Christmas, like not like getting confrontational, confrontational, but I'm like pointing back to Chips. I'm like, he said that people in green bandanas attacked them. People with green bandanas attacked Hector and Gwyn and Lorcan as well. What? Ask him whatever you need to know, but we need to go. Chips. Yeah, and he's... The woman has helped him, like, sit up a little bit, whatever's comfortable for him, and he's he's much more alert now. Like, you can still see he's a little foggy, but his panic over Chris has uh, woken him up. He's like, yeah, yeah. Pull out the drawing of Tristan that I have. Was this man there? Bless you. I don't think so. Anyone in a red coat? No, uh, the the people with green kerchiefs, they they were all pretty much wearing neutral colors otherwise. Thank you. Did, who who is that? Does he have Chris? I'm just gonna walk out. We're, I go back over to Chips, and I um, I'm gonna pump another cure wounds into him. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be uh, four plus eight, so 12, 12 points of healing. Okay, um, Chips didn't have a ton of hit points, mm-hmm. so I would say other than some other than just leftover like weakness and like exhaustion and some aesthetic issues you can pretty much heal him up to the point where he'll be fine Mm -hmm. but it's gonna take him a while to like recover properly Um, he went through some trauma yeah do do you know anything else about where did they say anything about where they were going oh they didn't say anything they didn't make a sound they just came in and grabbed people and killed them and threw grenades into the room and I don't know how we lived through that I I think you're I think it was your ma she she kind of tried to cover me we're we're gonna find her, but I we're gonna do everything we can to find her. I um I'd go with you, but I think I'd be more trouble than good. No, you're not going anywhere. You're gonna stay right here. There's gonna be people who are gonna ask you questions and tell them everything you know.
what's what's happening, bud? I I don't know, but I think you guys accidentally got drawn into some things that are happening with other people. Is is Magda's dad okay? He's alive. And you can see he tries to force a little bit of a smile. He's like, well, the mission accomplished, I guess. I just had a funny thought about asking about Wilbur. Or oh. Wilma. Oh! She's so dead! There's a little bird body back at the... It's on a tiny stretcher. Um, oh no! It's just a <laughs> just a lump of. They're feathers. doing CPR, like yeah. Leave, oh, damn it! No. There's not even a bird left. <laughs> oh god! Oh, sorry, I. There's too much tension. Um, okay, it's okay. We'll uh, deal with it in different ways. Yeah, you know. Um, okay, you're gonna stay here. Um, do you have everything you need? You got money. You got your bag. Do you need anything? They, um... I'm pretty sure I've got everything. I always keep it on me. Or any points to... There's like this little locker in the corner of the room that says they took everything off me and anything that wasn't ruined they put in there. So my bag's in there. Okay. We're, um... We're gonna get these people and we're gonna get Ma back. We're gonna bring her back to you. Um, whenever this is all over, tell your friends to come by for a barbecue or something. <laughs> I'll, uh, we'll hold you to that. Now, okay. you get better. Uh, don't worry about me. It'll be fine. So you're gonna tell me not to worry about you after people just tried to blow us up? I... <laughs> Isn't that what you're supposed to say? No. I mean, yeah, but no. Okay, well... It's not a thing, but it, I, it's not going to happen. Um, do I know, does Chips have a bag of holding? Yes. Okay. Do you need money, bud? No, no, I don't need anything. I'm just trying to think of anything that would help me get Mom back. Well, if you need something from what I've got, you just let me know. Um, God, that's so tempting. That feels like cheating, though. No mesh trans transmutation. I feel like just He's taking his. I feel like just no, taking his is. entire bag yeah. and leaving him with his money. It's gonna be heavier without the bag. God, I can't imagine how much money he has. <laughs> Um, what are you doing, Kat? Um, okay. Uh, okay, we're gonna go, we're gonna go get her, and, uh, we'll, I'll keep you updated. Uh, just, just so you know, I, um, once I'm done here, uh, I'm, I'm gonna reach out to some people and get out of the way, someplace safe. I'll let you know when I figure that out. Okay. All right. I'm I'm going. Okay. okay. The rest of you 
Well, Magda, you're in a room alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, after a couple minutes, you hear a little knock on the door. Oh, I'm just quiet. I'm like in a little ball on the other end of the room, just kind of like head down. Everything. Did you? Well, you're in a hospital. This room wouldn't have a lock. Yeah. The door swings open. Um, and being that you're in a pretty dark room, the electric lights in the hall silhouette Jasper. Like that? Um, he steps in and shuts the door behind him and he walks over and sort of sort of does that like that like crouch sit in front of you not too close I can't do it I can't do it It's okay. I should do it, right? Because Noah's dad is in there dying, and I... Mine's right there. You know? I could just, uh... Do you want to see him? I can't do I, it. I, it's not about whether you can or you can't. Do you want to? Yeah, of course. Would you, <clears throat> would you feel better if I held your hand? to talk to him it has to be just us I think I have to face it we gotta stop running away we um A lot just went very wrong, and I think every plan that we had just got destroyed. We need to figure out what we're going to do with him, lost parents, apparently this we have somebody else trying to talk to us. But... But we're still... We're still here. We, we've got your back. So just... You don't have to do everything alone. 
I'm gonna reach out and I'm gonna hug him. Like, really close, like... Squishy buddy. Yeah. Yeah, he wraps his arms around you. Um, and, um, there's this... There's this interesting thing about Jasper that even though he's so much smaller than all of you, he has this extremely sort of protective aura about him. And there's a certainty in Jasper that is comforting. And as he's got his arms wrapped around you, just sort of rubbing your back, um, says... I'm going to be right next to you for everything. And I know. I know. It's going to be okay. I'm going to pull away. Can you go get him? And he steps out, uh, comes back to the rest of you. Uh, and uh, he just sort of... He's he's sort of um, just anxiously, like, rubbing his hands, and uh, as he steps in and looks at you guys, Foodstruck, you've managed to avoid trouble for decking somebody. Um, but uh, as Jasper steps in, he looks at you, and then he looks at Hector. And he says, Mr. Renly, you want to come talk to her? And Hector, who's kind of sitting to the side, like gathering himself, he looks down at Jasper and glances at Fustrak, who's the only other person he's had a chance to really figure out who you are. Um, it's like, I'll take you over if you want. Um, and he stands up and Jasper reaches out and grabs his hand and Jasper leads him away. And after, before we jump into Magda and Hector, uh, after a, probably a, a minute or two, Jasper does come back. He leaves them alone, if that's what Je uh, Magda wants. Okay. Yep, he will come and just climb into Fustrak's lap and just just sit his head against your chest. I'm currently what? sitting on the floor. Oh. Just like, head in my knees. Okay. I, um... I give Jasper a hug. Um... And I just, I just tell him, good man, you, you, you did real good today, I'm proud of you. You become aware that he's crying. I just squeeze him a little bit tighter and I like pull the sleeve of my uh, of my sweater down a little bit and I just like wipe the tears and he looks up at you and says we have to find good market yeah um yeah we do I, uh, I have a bit of an idea about that, but, um, 
I don't think anyone's going to like what I might have to do for it. And he just lays his head against your chest. Um, and we'll jump over to Magda in just a second. But you guys do notice that a different person in all black with Stetson and a playing card steps in, glances around, sees all of you. Their eyes narrow and they look around like they know people are missing. But they tip their hat to you, letting you know that they're not there to cause trouble. Uh, you see that the card in their hat is the King of Spades. And they just post up against a wall. Can I Magda. help you? Hold on. We're going to we're gonna do Magda okay. here first. Because this <laughs> is all happening simultaneously. I'm, I'm it's been standing. zero days since Ash cried on <laughs> <laughs> Buckle the fuck up. Yeah. Can uh, we make a countdown for that? Yeah, let's do yeah. that. Yeah, we should make <laughs> it count Yeah, we should make an actual sign. Yeah. It's been zero games. Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, after... I'm I'm standing, like, I pull myself up off the ground, and I'm just kind of, like, psyching myself up, just kind of, like, like, facing the door. Just, yeah. After, uh, after a couple minutes, um, you hear, this would have happened before you hear the little click clack of jasper's claws on the floor um and you hear him talking quietly before he opens the door and he doesn't step in he just opens it up for hector um and uh as hector steps in he reaches over because he's a human he can't see well in the dark um he's gonna flip on the lights in this room which aren't terribly bright but they're good enough and Jasper shuts the door. I don't look at him in his eye. I'm just staring like at his shoes. Yeah. Same style of shoes he's always worn. Just new. Um, and as he stands there in a gray sweater that is very familiar to you. Nice shoes. His vest is... No, you have his vest. Oh, that's right. Uh, his vest is missing. He has always worn a vest, so it's weird to see him without one. Um, it's weird to see him without his leather apron, too, with the Renly uh, thing uh, stitched in gold on the chest. Um, and as he stands there and just stares at you for a minute... I'm <laughs> You're an idiot. Yeah, so they tell me. What made you think that you could go all the way across to Noblin? And then some. I have to try. Why? What do you mean, why? I've told you. I gave you every opportunity. I... To just go. And now look at all the shit that we're in. 
And you see he kind of dips his head at that. He's like, I didn't mean to get you all in trouble. It wasn't you. It was me. It was always me. Dad. I'm the one who did this. Can I help? God, you're infuriating. Yeah. I know. No, I... I need to stop doing that. I've spent six years being an asshole on purpose. I can't do it anymore. Uh, and I'm going to look at him in the eye and I'm gonna take down the mask. And it's, it reminds you of Gwen's lack of reaction, how there's no like horror or pulling back. You see his brows furrow as he registers this now starting to get lighter uh, mark on your face because you've been taking the bloodstone from Aldehyde so long. Um... But it's not really this desiccation that he registers as he says, you got so thin. You were right about him. I wasn't right about him. I guessed right about him. No, you were right. And I didn't listen. No one can blame you for that, sweetheart. I did that once when I was young, too. It didn't end up like this. No, I... I got lucky. Honey, I don't want you to... I want you to blame yourself for that. Well, I do. Maybe not for that. Maybe I do know that that wasn't my fault, but everything after was my fault. I should have ran home to you. And you can see that he... He's, like, holding himself back. He wants to run up and just hug you, but he's not sure if he is allowed to. I didn't want you to see me like this. See like what? A failure. 
you're not a failure. I failed you. You ain't never failed me. I don't... I don't know everything that's gone on, but... That's not a failure. The way that I've treated you has been a failure. The way I've treated everyone has been a failure. It's my own sick need to preserve myself. That's my fault. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say that I'm sorry. Apology, honey. I, I just wanted to see you. That's all. Just. I was never good at words. I know. What's... What's happening? It's too much. I just needed to get money. I just needed to get money to... I... There's a lot. This was supposed to be a job. And I got entangled in some shit. I can explain everything later, but... We need to get you somewhere safe. And then we need to rescue some of our crew. Yeah, your, um, your friends were real nice in the short time I was with them. They, um, Lorcan, I think it was, he, I think he was trying to hide it, but he was pretty excited about, about you seeing me. I like him. I like all of them. Good. Because they're absolute fools like you are. Well then, I suppose I'm in good company then. I just, um... I never met people who you know, know me for a couple minutes and then throw themselves in front of hell yeah. to make sure I was safe. I've managed to find the handful of people in the entire world who do that. 
You always had a way with people. Is this gonna work out? Well, you're gonna be safe, and I... I'm gonna find a way where we can go back home together. You don't have to. I want to, Dad. Okay. I... I wanted to see what the world had to offer, and... I've done that. I'm tired. Me too, honey. I just want to go back to my stupid home. My stupid one-horse town. I ain't so one horse anymore. It's still... It's still little... Nothing town. Just bigger. That sounds lovely. Still got the same locks. You still got a key. You're welcome anytime. Next time it's gonna be for good. And I'll help you with the shop. Like I was supposed to. You can do whatever you want. That's what I want. Okay. Okay. I am very hesitant in approaching him and I almost don't do it. But I eventually put my arms around him and I give him a hug. Yeah, he wraps you up in a hug, and for a moment, for a moment, it's like almost nothing really changed there. It's familiar. And your dad was always the... He was the most openly loving dad in your hometown. Other men would make fun of him. But he has always been this incredibly open and supportive person with you. And you have that back all of a sudden. I just cry into his shoulder. Yeah. Let's scooch back over to the rest of the group where you are awaiting Magda and Hector. Um, The dark clothed person is standing there just waiting. Um, Harris, you were going to, you're going to approach him. I wasn't even going to stand up. I was just going to look at him and go, can I help you? I think it's more a question if I can help you. But uh, I think we'll wait for the rest first. Mm. 
Noah is not very good at waiting <clears throat> right now. <laughs> but Oh yeah, Noah's in the waiting room now, isn't he? Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but eventually Hector and Magda do emerge. How long and... does it take them roughly? Because I might do something. Not terribly long. Okay, alright. Uh, I'm going to walk back room in the room with Chips. Mm -hmm. And uh, be like, do you, uh, do you, I'm not Southern, not Southern. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you mind if I look in your bag real quick? Yeah, go for it, bud. Okay. Um, there's a couple of things I want to try to pull out of the bag. Does he have, uh, arsenic or mercury? He would probably have mercury, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the mercury with me. Yeah, you can get a vial of it. Okay, he doesn't have any rat poison, nothing. Uh, no. Okay. Who are you trying to kill? You'll find out. Okay, it's gonna be Christmas. One okay. vial of mercury. Okay, thank you. <laughs> You're like, okay, I just, you know, needed to, uh, yeah, I have um, some things I need to do. Okay, and then I'll go back out there. Alright. Uh, yeah, uh, Hector and Magda return, and uh, Magda, you will clock this dark clad figure with the King of Spades card in his hat. Um, I step in front of Hector. All right, I told your pal that we would meet you. Right. I kind of step up beside Magda. I'm like, okay, who's this parish guy and can he help us? Like, we've got we've got things to do. Let's go. I'm just here to keep an eye. Oh, God damn it. I keep slipping into Christmas. Ah, uh, so does everybody else, you whore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just here. Not I'm that just... kind of bard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, whatever. You've already slept with one prostitute. <laughs> we know of at least three women that he slept and with. And you slept with her pimp. Nah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's true. Sorry, I yeah, shouldn't have said yeah. prostitute. It's sex worker. Anyway. But sleeping with the pimp takes way more skill. Anyway. And for free. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the uh, the king of spades, as I shall refer to him, mm -hmm. uh, looks over the group and says, I am just here as a lookout, really. Making sure nothing else bad happens to you folks. Is your friend downstairs then? You talk really slow. Like, let's move it along. No, he's at Molinark Station. Okay, that's where we're going. Alright, uh, okay. I... Okay. We... We gotta figure out where to put... Heck, my... We have to figure out where to put Dad. The safest place for him right now is gonna be with us. But I don't Just, want to get ambushed. He's gonna get... It doesn't matter anymore. I'm going. And I, I'm like... I'm walking. Magda's right. Apparently nowhere is safe, and I'd rather that he's at least with us. Okay, fine. I look at Hector, and I'm just like, alright, well, going on a fun trip. 
Do you have a weapon? Do you have weapons at all? Uh, I gave him a hand axe. Oh, yeah. great. That'll chop someone's finger off. All right. Well, if you prefer, I could give him a maul. He looks like he'd probably be able to drag it behind him. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I I actually have my rapier. Um, I, uh, and I will un, I'll pull my rapier off my belt and I'll, like, hand it down. Uh, Put that on honey, waist. I, I don't... I know how to use an axe better than a sword. Uh, also, not... you probably need that rapier. Uh, I have my, uh, ne never mind. I'll the weapon yeah, that never mm -hmm. hits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, it's plus uh, one now. King of Spades, if you follow, will lead you across town towards uh, Molinark Station, where you see the train has arrived. Did Christmas get up? You stay behind? Don't you oh, dare. No. Don't you dare. I would not have allowed Christmas to stay behind. I would... <laughs> Be real, you guys. He'll go with, but he... He does not get up right away when you guys start going down the hallway. Long as okay. coming with. Um... But yeah, you guys are escorted across town. You do notice that a few other of these dark-clad people fall in step a ways behind you. They are not watching you. They're watching around you. Um, but as you get to Molinark Station, this will be probably the first train that some of you have ever seen. I imagine... Magda, being that uh, Vague is along a train route, I'm pretty sure. Hold on, let me check the map. End of the line. I've also been everywhere, so. Yeah, yes, Vague is one of the stops on the uh, Pilgrim line. Um, Locks Landing, uh, like uh, Sigurey, Fear, Holosfjord, and Rhyme, has uh, three tracks that lead away from it. Uh, two of them go in a ring around the continent and the central track leads to Haven. You see the uh, train which appears to uh, have been here for a while uh, is starting to uh, starting to warm up. You can see people loading coal into the locomotive. Uh, you can see passengers getting on. You can see uh, a little bit further down a uh, couple people are attaching an extra car or two um and uh the king of spades uh gentleman uh steps up to the platform in front of this titanic steel uh vehicle for those of you who haven't seen them you've no fucking clue what this thing is um but uh he steps up next to one of the little sets of stairs that leads in between the cars. And you see a conductor starts to approach, but the man holds up a hand and the conductor's like, oh, excuse me. And he leaves you alone. And King Spades turns and looks at all of you and says, please, uh, just head into this car to my right and take a seat at the bar. I walked straight in. Okay. This train ain't going nowhere while we're on it, is it? Not if you're quick. But you may be better suited coming with us. We'll see what Mr. Parrish says. 
I look at my dad and I'm like, come on. And he climbs on. Uh, you guys step into a beautifully gaudy, old west, over-decorated... Real quick, uh, Taylor. Yes? Who's the last person on the train for me? Before you? Uh, probably Jasper. Okay, I'm going to reach out a hand and grab Jasper's little cape. Bye. <laughs> Why should I go with any of you? Because we need your help. Luke with that goddess. And he stops and turns toward you. Um, and the the king of spades, he sees you guys talking. And he steps away to give you your privacy. Um, and Jasper actually, like, grabs onto the uh, edge of your, like, poncho Christmas. Um, he says... This has to do with you, too. You, it's not just you, it's all of us now. And with Tristan involved, we have to do something or Sala is going to be in trouble and we have to find out what happened to Gwyn and Larkin. If you walk away, the only thing you're going to do is make yourself easier to corner. They clearly know how to find you. Alright. And I'll follow him. I'll get on the train car. Yeah. And he keeps a hold of you. Um, step onto this wonderfully gaudy train car. Um... Like the tasseled like lampshades and the like really overdone like wooden furniture, bright reds and golds everywhere. Um, this is clearly like a high class saloon type car, um, which you would have found, you know, in the mid 1800s running most lines, uh, passenger lines. And uh, Sitting at the bar, there's uh, there's a few just regular passengers who are just having a drink. Um, this bar is stocked up with everything you could think of. If you were ever going to find a Sazerac, it'd be here. Um, Already poured. <laughs> Already halfway <laughs> through the first one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, as you guys enter... Um, one of the people at the bar who uh, doesn't have a hat on but has a dark coat looks over and then glances at the bartender who you see is uh, looks to be a Dolmarig man uh, black hair uh, dark copper skin streaks of gray through his hair um, he's wearing these sort of classic bartenders like white shirt with the armbands a nice uh, half apron uh, bow tie um, but he's just leaning on the bar, pouring a drink for someone else. And as he glances over all of you, he stands up straight and looks across at uh, another person in black who says, Excuse me, folks. Uh, we're going to have to ask you to clear out the car, please. Uh, and uh, 
the normal passengers kind of all look up and they a couple of them start to be like what do you mean we're here to drink and they just get pushed out and uh, the bartender leans on the bar once more and motions for you all to sit down in front of him sit down I'm on my second Sazerac now he would have to pour it for you first (laughs) okay Uh, but yeah as you all sit down, he says, Good afternoon, folks. I assume you're Mr. Fortune Bear. What gives it away? Just a hunch. And uh, Miss Renling? Mr. Barago. Mm. And Mr. Wildborn, I believe? Are you Parrish? Yes, I am good uh you know there's um there's some things that we need to do so if we could like get to it uh i have some people to kill i understand that and i would uh like to offer my assistance i think you have some explaining to do oh yes i have plenty to do and some proving of loyalties because i've heard your name out of, or your alias, I should say, out of the mm-hmm. mouth of Captain Ferdinand Orozco to mm-hmm. Mr. Walter Dine, who is in some deep, deep shit. Yes, he is. Mostly uh, Orozco's fault, though. Um, my name is Orson Parrish, and uh, folks around, well, my crew, call me the dealer for fun little thematic reasons. I didn't ask for such a stupid nickname. Uh, you all have apparently apparently run afoul of some of my former business partners. And being that those former business partners are fucking up everything I'm trying to do, I would like them out of the way as much as you would. Are you talking about the Jade Street Crows? I put Tristan's sketch up on the counter. Oh, yes. Yep, Tristan's definitely one of them. Who are the Uh, others? Well, we, um... So the dealer isn't just a stupid nickname. I'll admit that to you. We're being honest here. My organization, who... To those of you who've been around him, Noblin before, you will know us as the Gamblers. And Magda, you do know that name. The Gamblers are an... They're a, like, height of, like... Height of, like, the, the 20s mafia-style gang. They are really effective... They are really scary, and they have connections to not any specific that you know, but they have connections sort of across the moral spectrum. Um, You've even heard rumors that the Obsidian Collective has turned to them before for shadier shit, because members of the Obsidian Collective can't do that. They're too high profile, so they have to basically get a thief to catch a thief sort of thing. 
Um, you don't know Orson Parrish or the name The Dealer, but you've heard of these guys. They operate basically around uh, basically around the Galar Wraith area, but they're known to pop up across the world occasionally. Okay. So. Okay. We'll try not to go too much longer. Um, he still leaning on the bar. Uh, he, say, uh, he says, is there any drinks I can pour you folks while I talk? Whiskey. He just without looking pulls up a bottle from under the bar pushes a tumbler across <laughs> to you yeah. any, basically anything you want he can make he is clearly an actual bartender um, Sazerac, mint julep fucking make something up he can throw it together I'm gonna um, have him make me two Sazeracs yes yeah. uh, but as he's making different drinks he says Mr. Kepler is, uh, as I imagine you all know, uh, something of a smuggler, and uh, he and I used to be business partners, not friends, uh, until I learned what he was dealing in and who he was dealing with under my nose. Uh, around here, we would refer to him as the Ace High, a very very capable killer. Very reliable. Used to do favors for him in return for getting rid of some of these idiots who turn bad. Walter, on the other hand, our very own high roller. He's still a business partner to some extent. It's Ferdinand who's the problem. Ferdinand and to some extent Maria, but I imagine she would be a better friend if he were out of the way. We refer to them as the shark and the holdout. You will find these code names on any pieces of correspondence we give you as we don't write names down. Too easy to find. And then the Walter that I understand, Miss Renly, that you have actually been tracking aboard the Fifth Horseman is not Walter. We figured that out. Yes, I imagine. We refer to them as the Turn. Their name is Cass. They're a changeling. They are very skilled in changing not only their face, but their accent and even their thought processes. So sometimes it's hard to catch them. And they're very good at reading minds and people. Now, do you all know why Cass was aboard the Fifth Horseman? He was smuggling oh. explosives. So you did find out. Wonderful. Well, uh, Cass was, uh, not supposed to do that. You see, Ferdinand is a smuggler of his own sort. He takes aboard cargo for 
whoever wants it, as long as they pay a good enough price. And along the way, it gets lost, meaning it gets dropped off at an undisclosed location. The explosives were headed for Port Saris, Lodestone Hall, the Hall of the Obsidian Collective, was the target. What, the Obsidian Collective ordered those explosives? No. Someone wants the entire hall demolished. And potentially some of the members inside. And how wonderful would it be to use veneer arms explosives to do that and just let Leon Veneer take the fall? very convenient that there's a veneer arms dealer working in all that. I'll tell you why that's very convenient. Mr. Dine was asked to do this in tandem with Ferdinand and he refused. Do you have any idea what Mr. Dine is doing in his spare time? As I understand it, he's down in Frosthold, uh, pursuing a personal project. Something to do with his dear departed wife, Amelia. So everyone knows. Wonderful. Not everyone. But he and I are, well, not friends, but we deal a lot with each other. And as of recently, that relationship has become rather strained due to Tristan. Is that because Walter's in better terms with Tristan than with you? No, it's because Walter doesn't. It's because of what Walter doesn't know about Tristan. What's that? I'm I'm afraid my dear friend, Mr. Dine, is a bit in the dark with the kind of monster he's working with. And Tristan is very, very good at lying. Tristan is beginning to, well, he's been experimenting for a while, but beginning to get into some darker, nastier stuff with residuum. It's not really, uh, it's not really being smuggled through anymore. Seems he's keeping a lot of it. And I should know because none of my shipments have arrived. And what is he doing with it? I am not sure exactly what, but experiments nonetheless. He does most of his business in Feywild, and I unfortunately haven't found myself a good way to get into the Feywild reliably yet. Right, so you want us to take out Tristan? I'm more interested in Ferdinand at this very moment. 
we're interested in our friends, so therefore I'm we're very interested well in Tristan. I am getting to the point of this whole thing. Talk a little bit faster there. Yes, Brenda. please, if you could, because, you know, if one of my parents dies while I'm sitting here at your bar, I'm going to be very upset. Your mother's not going to die, Mr. Barak. She's too valuable alive. Still want her back, so... I know. know. But she is nowhere near here. I have reason to believe that Ferdinand uh, peeled off a few of my people to help him with a little operation. And then Tristan got involved. And Tristan has a problem with all of you. I imagine you figured this out at some point that a couple of my people got mixed in and I'm rather unhappy about that so here is my business pitch too I'm gonna help you find the people you lost I'm gonna get you headed there as fast as I can but I need Ferdinando Roscoe dead I would prefer alive but I wouldn't be angry if he died mm. I have an good I uh, understand he's going to be in town a couple more days this train is uh, headed out to Haven within a couple of hours I believe so, I will be setting myself up in a, a place nearby to await you. Is that where they've taken our people, then? What do you mean? You said that Noah's mother has not... is not anywhere near here. Does yeah. that mean she's been taken to Haven? No. Do you know where she's been taken? I have a pretty good idea. How do you know she's alive? Because Tristan Kepler does not kill his bait. And let me guess, you're going to tell us exactly where they are once we give you a Roscoe. That is the idea. Yeah. You know, we've heard some shit about Tristan. Mm-hmm. Anything you We may not share? be able to take him out. Oh, I highly doubt it. 100% not going to be able to. Your best bet is probably making friends and getting a hold of these people when Tristan is away. But I will tell you this for free. One of your friends is being taken to Haven. Which one? Why not? Gwen. Big one. Why? I don't know what Tristan's planning. Fuck. But I do know that he has contacts there that are not associated with me, so I assume they're either associated with Jade Street or whoever the fuck else he's gotten himself mixed up with. Lorcan, on the other hand, He is probably headed back to the Feywild. 
Well, shit. And what reason would Tristan have to send him back there? I don't know about these people. I just know what they're doing. I have the feeling that it's uh, to remove Lorcan from the playing field in a way that can't be traced to him. Lorcan isn't a threat. No, but he's punishment. If they really wanted... I mean, yes, but, like, if they wanted punishment, they would also go after my dad. I feel like it's... They did go after Morgan. your dad. I know, but they would have tried harder to... All this was a warning. All this was my fault. I don't really care who is to blame for this. I would just like to get started. Bring me Ferdinand Roscoe and I will point you in the right direction. And I Where will is even, he? I assume aboard his ship or the nearest bar. You have more insight Ooh. into what's happened aboard the Fifth Horseman than I do currently. I am friends with his daughter. And from the last conversation that I had with her, she is starting to waver in her trust with her father. Rightfully so. So, I can get you, Roscoe. I imagine if you either get Miss Roscoe or Mrs. Roscoe on your side, you should be much easier to handle. Maria is, well, she's tough. And nothing happens aboard that ship without her say so. Young Joan, I don't know much about. But bring me him. I prefer alive. Dead's alright, but either way, I will see that you get set on your path. And if you will do me the further kindness of making sure that the fifth horseman sinks. I will even throw my hat in and maybe help you and go after one of your other friends. That can you know be what? arranged. Blow up the dynamite stash. That'll teach you. I'll hold out my hand. You got yourself a deal. And he reaches across and with a clockwork arm Shakes your hand. Mm -hmm. Oh, I should say, uh, Miss Renly, if you are in need of a safe place for your father, I do have a couple of very carefully locked down safe houses that he can stay at. The sort that aren't going to get raided while you're not looking. That'd be great. And disclaimer, if anything happens to him, I'm going after all 52 of you. A little less than 52 now, but I understand. Why should we trust you? Oh, you shouldn't trust me. You should only trust that I'm a businessman who understands the value of his reputation. 
So it's just going to be an enemy of my enemy is my friend. We could end up friends. I've always got room for new friends, especially with culling out some of the bad ones. And what are we supposed to do if a better offer comes along to you? I would hope you have some sense of honor. I was raised on it. Lovely. Your father is going to be safe with me, and Mr. Barago, your father is going to be safe where he is as well. I promise you that. And uh, I'll do a little more digging into where this Gwen is headed. See if I can give you a little better idea. Good. Parrish, you seem to have a lot of insight into this whole situation. Yes, sir. There are not many people that knew where that safe house was. No, there were not. Do you know how they knew? As I understand it, Tristan has a few very talented uh, assassins and casters under his wing. Uh, If I were to blame anyone, this is a shot in the dark, but it would be the person I'd suspect. I would guess perhaps either Irahim Ziva or Nah, Tristan doesn't do his own dirty work like that. Irahim Ziva or perhaps Tane Hakea Waihana. Or Ross Greer if he's still kicking around. Um Since there's no more secrets, let me tell you who those two people are. So that if we see them, everybody knows. Irohim is a male leopard tabaxi. He's one of Tristan's favorite killers. And he used to be a dear friend. If it's Tane, that's a male orc. You've heard about Tane already. His sister is dead because of me. I'm assuming this is all stuff you've been told, not things that you remember. Uh, You guys were told about Tane. Um, I know about Irahim separately. Oh, okay. Well, if it's worth anything, my money is on Irahim. I have employed his services before and nearly feared for my own life when he was around. We'll get you who you're looking for. Okay. Uh, do what you must, and uh, when you have a hold of him, one of my people will find you. We'll bring you to the safe house where your father will be. If it's all right by you, we're going to keep it a secret for the moment. 
it because well this is pretty secure and he motions to the car around him I have just been told today that a number of my people have turned against me so I'm going to try to keep things as quiet as possible right I whatever this is I need to be able to send messages and I need to be able to confirm that he's okay the entire time Right. Um, how how so do you mean? Uh, can't be warded to keep messages out or anything like that. Vodra post needs to be able to go through. That one might be a problem. Uh, I can put him in a less secure safe house. <sighs> you know what? I got a solution to that. <clears throat> And uh, he picks himself up from the uh, leaning on the bar and he points over uh, to uh, a full-blooded orc who's also all in black, currently has his hat at his side. He has like a cigar hanging out of his mouth. Um, He says, uh, Mr. Skior here, he can be your contact. He will be posted outside of the uh, safe house and be able to run messages in for you. Okay. And the orc nods to all of you. I would like to run just a general insight check on this guy just to make sure he's not totally flipping us the bird behind his back. Okay. Unnatural 20. Or no, sorry, 21. 21, okay. Um, Orson Parrish is, like Sala, the greatest of liars. You, there's probably a reason that there is a poker theme to all of this. There's a reason that this is all cards and betting and uh, bluffing he is just a master of deception but as he speaks to you you get the feeling that while he himself is not necessarily honest he is placing a trust in you and he thinks that you're for lack of a better word because there's a theme here he thinks that you guys could be the card up his sleeve so he wants to be on your good side. Sorry, I'm too busy looking at you. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. We have a deal. Indeed. You are free to contact me anytime you need. Uh, but I suggest you all remove yourselves from this train before it takes off. I will be doing the same. And he turns to Hector, who looks kind of terrified of all that he's just witnessed. Because this is like some shit that you hear about after like a big like bust of a gang or something, or that you read in novels. and uh, Orson Parrish looks across to him and says, Mr. Renly, we will put you up in our most comfortable room in the safe house. Uh, feel free to partake of anything that you are our honored guest. 
and Hector slowly nods and looks at Magda just wide-eyed. It's alright. It'll be a couple of days and then we'll we'll work it out then. I don't know. I should say as well, depending on what you all decide to do after this, there will be another train coming through headed for Haven. If I can confirm that Miss Gwyn is there, I can get you on that train. Take you a few weeks to get to Haven. We'll talk about it. Alright, well, discuss amongst yourselves, get the fuck out of my bar. And he walks away from the bar. Okay. Hector, you hold on to that card again. It stays cold out here. It's a little big on you, but it's gonna be okay. Are we and, leaving uh, him on the train? Yeah, the the guys have, like, come up to take him. Okay. And, uh, take care of that head wound. Uh, I kind of had to slobber on it to get the blood off, and that that ain't sanitary. Don't want that getting infected. (laughs) Ew. Um, one of the, the guys in black, a five of spades, steps up and says, We'll get him seen, too. We'll make sure he's all right. I, hearing them talk about it, I'm just like, there's there's no need. Healing word. Okay. Uh, that's going to be 2 plus 8, 10. Wow, that's all of his hit points. Yeah. Yep, there he goes. He's oh, fine God. now. <laughs> oh, shit. It's like supercharged now. Yeah. yeah. Ultra. That was, only, that was only a 2 rolled, and it's still 10 <laughs> healing. Yep. Jesus. But you all disembark from the train that's getting ready to leave. Uh, uh, s- I well, hold, I want to say bye to him really fast. Okay. Uh, uh, I know we just, I know we just got reconnected, but it'll only be a couple more days. I don't know about this, sweetie. Listen, I don't want. It's going to be okay. I'm going to fix things. What kind of trouble are you in? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll uh, write it all out and I will give it to this Mr. Secure uh, and he can give you that and you can just read over the last six years of my life. It's a lot. So, and he looks at the, the the men in the dark coats who are waiting for him very patiently, very politely. Um, it's like, okay, just um, don't don't run off without telling me. I won't. Of course not. No. Okay. Not not anymore. And he reaches out to hug you. Um. And as he pulls back, he faces the the men in the dark coats, and uh, the orc skewer steps forward and puts a hand on Hector's shoulder, says, Mr. Renly, if you follow me. Mr. Renly. He stops. I'm glad you're okay. Thank you. I'll go. And you should be mighty proud of your daughter, by the way. So everybody's going to make him stop. Uh, yeah. And he he nods with a little smile. 
You don't have to listen to that last part. It's fine. And he follows the uh, the men in the dark coats as you are shuffled off the train. All right, let's go blow up a boat. Woo! We're gonna do that next session. Yeah. yeah. We went a bit over, but that's okay. Hey, we buy ourselves some time if we blow up the ship first. Because uh, he can't leave then. No, then he's going to be tipped off. Maybe. Anyway. We could just split up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that worked was... out great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, really it, well. did, it did actually work out really well. You yeah. just didn't it, have a contingency well. plan for the other shit that could go wrong. But anyway, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at Lauren ADV Co. Uh, you can find our link tree below here on Twitch or on YouTube podcasts, anywhere that we post our shit. Uh, please check out our Redbubble, which is in the link tree. Support our stream and our designs that we've made ourselves. Um, let's see. Uh, we'll say ahead of time, uh, this this is pre-recorded, so you'll see this at normal time, but for us, it's way earlier. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you had a good one and it wasn't too family-ish. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we will not be streaming on uh, December 25th for obvious reasons. Um, but I believe we should be okay for Merry like, crisis. Merry we should Christ be okay life. for the year or for the week after that. Um, yeah. what else? Oh, and we are still working on our campaign one book, the first mm -hmm. of the series that uh, details the adventures of Jax and Sylphie and Marin and Kit and how some of the characters that you've already seen in this campaign came to be. Yep. Uh, let's see. I think that's it for the actual echo stuff. So, Ash. Hello. My name Hello. is Ashid. You can find me basically everywhere at Astrid K. Writes or on my website, astridknight.com. I'm writing a book. It's about D&D. It's pretty cool. It's called Perception Check. It's about um uh, I'm trying to it's remember about queer people on an yeah. adventure in a fantasy world found inside a game and uh, it has a lot of good inter-character stuff. Oh, thank you. I forgot everything that happened in it uh, in that split second that I was Violet's crazy. It, so. That's all anybody needs to know. The Violet's fucking crazy. Little bit. That's anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> Hi. I'm Blake R. Wolf. You can find me at blakearwolf.com. B L A K E R W O L F E. I write fantasy books. Uh, I just finished a series called The Crystalline Chronicles. So you can go. Um, you can go pick that up if you like Lord of the Rings and D and D and Narnia and gay people. I, it's got something for you. Um, and then I'm uh, uh, currently working on a new series that's going to be coming out. I'm hoping in January. And I'm also one of the writers with Ash for the previous campaign yeah. uh, for that novel. So that'll be coming out eventually as well. And uh, all my social media is under the same name, Blake R. Wolf. So get to it. 
Dale. Hi, you can find me on Twitter at Zachary G. Author. I mostly write horror stories, uh, typically short fiction, and I'm planning on publishing a book next October. So that'll be uh, a load of fun. <laughs> that's pretty much it for me. Cool. Coop, how normal are you this week other than your severe character-related depression? What's up, yeah. guys? I'm Zach Coop. I'm the hashtag streetmaster, hashtag villain of this session. Um, <laughs> and uh, just hashtag I don't know. We, we for the beat, next session. Yeah, we like beat up on you a lot, like both uh -huh. like verbally and literally and yeah. actually just super happy that i dedicated like 90 percent of my brain power over the last five days coming up with this plan uh just for this to happen so and it worked perfectly hey you know what hey, we didn't die your fucking dad is alive you're it's welcome it's true <laughs> thank you i told oh, no. you that was the only that thing that mattered yeah. and i meant it i mean my other dad's alive too so that's pretty good. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's 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 that's. We'll see what new levels of depravity I can bring to the stream next week. This is where the alcoholism kicks in. <laughs> oh god, it hasn't kicked in yet. No, it's been <laughs> very, very evident. Anyway, after his fourth Sazerac. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at ta. I Y T-A-I-Y-L-O-R-W-A-L-L-A-C-E. Make sure you misspell Taylor. You will never find me. You can also find me if you're a writer working on the uh, end of Nano or, you know, any other things. You can find me at Sonder underscore editing or SonderEditing.com where I am an independent editor. Come support my small business. Yay. Uh, so, yeah, that's, yep. Nope, that's it. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, join us once more next weekend, uh, Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern uh, on Twitch. Uh, or you can catch any stream that you've missed. You can catch up with us uh, through the entire campaign, even the last campaign if you want to, uh, on YouTube. VODs are posted on Wednesdays, so our podcasts on several different platforms, including Spotify. And uh, yeah, come join us next week as we see the beginning of a new arc. Go to the Red Bubble. We got cool shit on there. I've already said, they said that. said that. Yeah. You did? Yeah, yes. at the beginning. Fuck, I'm tired. But do go <laughs> to the Red Bubble. It's in yeah, the link but do tree. it anyway. Yeah. Do it right. anyway, coward. And there's also, some, uh, don't forget to go there. to the Red Bubble. Oh my God! Did we mention the Red Bubble yet? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Hashtag streammaster. What? I just followed us on Spotify because I forgot nice. to. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Hashtag streammaster. Hashtag alcoholism. Hashtag guilt. <laughs> Please take us Hashtag out. Hashtag but. I will do that. Hashtag butts. As soon as we're hashtag done hashtagging. Impending hashtag TPK still. Hashtag bye. <laughs>